So I've been meaning to tell you, I want to take you out for lunch for your last day. Oh. What do you think? Tomorrow? Lunch? You and me? Okay. You're not leaving tomorrow. You're leaving today, right? Maybe. Wow, so that's it, huh? Just four o'clock and you are gone for good. Why am I so sad? Am I doing the wrong thing? Absolutely not. It's just that sometimes goodbyes are a bitch. <laughs> T-shirt idea, goodbye stink. Okay, all right, so. James Halpert. You started with this company? As a fine young man. You know what I think we should do? I think we should just say the goodbyes for tomorrow. At lunch. Oh. Okay. And then tomorrow, I can tell you what a great boss you turned out to be. Best boss I ever had. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of A Pod Divided. I'm Jeremy. With me, as always, is Matt. Hi! We actually have a special guest today. Edward, say hi. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for downloading, well, if you can't take it from the cold open, our last episode, episode one zero four. four episodes strong. Thank you guys so much for tuning in these last 104 episodes. But uh, yes, it is time to say goodbye. But before we go. But before we go. Let's at least talk about what happened this last week. Yes. Let's hope the Dutch are listening. Yeah. Exactly. If the Dutch had stayed listening, yeah. we might have kept going. might have kept going. But let's talk about how the, like, the state of Texas sucks. I know we're going to get into it, but... All, what time is it? Uh, it was at 8-11, and Texas still, still sucks. sucks. But yeah, I don't know if you knew it, but the whole state of Texas lost in college football this last weekend, so that's a plus. And the state of Oklahoma won. That's always a plus. That's always a plus. I don't know about Tulsa, but Tulsa doesn't really count. Tulsa lost. Tulsa lost, man. They, fuck. they do count. Yeah, fuck Tulsa. Um, but yeah, Baylor, AM, TCU, Texas. Did Houston, did Houston win? Houston won. Houston won. Okay. Well, North, North Texas? The Texas schools that North matter. North Texas won. Yeah. The Texas schools that matter a lot. So, but yeah. So the state of Oklahoma had a better day. And uh, the Thunder won on Sunday. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> but we're going to get on into all that later on down the uh, episode. So. Any famous fours? Let's talk about some famous fours. Famous fours. It's everyone's favorite part of the episode. Yes, it is. Uh, so eight players in Major League Baseball have had the number four retired or in the Hall of Fame. Those guys are Luke Appling with the White Sox. Back in Ed's day there. Earl Weaver with the Orioles. Duke Snyder with the Dodgers. Ralph Kiner with the Pirates. Mel Ott with the Giants. Joe Cronin with the Red Sox. Paul Molitor with the Twins. I see what he's doing here. He's saving the best for last. Yep. And the best for last. Of course. That's, that's what I always do. Who is it? Who is it, Ed? Be Lou Gehrig 
What team? The Yankees. <laughs> That's right. Lou Gehrig. Uh, he's. Did you guys know he was the very first player to ever have his number retired? Like, yes. ever. Ever. Ed yes, was actually, I did. Ed was actually I was there. there. Yeah, he was you there. You were there? Yeah. He was there. So were you the luckiest man on the face of the earth? <laughs> we second. all were. He was the second luckiest. Yeah, okay. Uh, moving over to football, uh, Tuffy Lehman's it's a football name. H- household name yes. right there. He played for the Giants. That's definitely it. And then <laughs> East uh, Coast yep. football name. My favorite football player of all time, Brett Favre hmm. with the Packers. Uh, Is he still retired again? Mm, I think right? he's coming out of retirement. He should come back out. There, there's a couple teams they could probably use him. Cleveland. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Damn. Turn it right there. Uh, in basketball, uh, we got Jerry Sloan. Ooh. Do we know what team his number is retired with? Uh, Utah? Bullets. Closer. It's the Bulls. Ooh. Uh, Joe Dumars, of course, with the Pistons. Dolph Shies with the 76ers quality basketball name there. Right. And Adrian Dantley with the Jazz. Uh, Chris Webber also has his number retired, but he's not in the Hall of Fame. I hate that guy. He's Why? such a terrible commentator. And he's such a crybaby. Anyways. But the Thunder have had five players wear the number four in their history. Uh, the only one that matters, though, Mr. Thunder. Kevin Durant? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> when did Kevin Durant become Mr. Thunder? <laughs> it's a joke. Nick Collison. Nick? That's right. Nick yes. Collison. Uh, great player. We, we talked about a lot of about mm. him a lot mm. earlier this year whenever he ended up retiring. Uh, moving over to the Broncos, they've had eight players, most of them punters. Most famous one being Britton Colquitt, who was the punter for six seasons. Um, he's terrible now, to let him go. He's mm-hmm. now with the Browns. Uh, the current, Killing it. Current player. There's a current player wearing number four. He's everyone's favorite. Case Keenum. Sure. And, and the Broncos fan goes silent. Mm. <laughs> like you guys said before, I, he's I'm in the wrong scheme. <laughs> sure, we'll talk more about that here in a little while. Uh, the Steelers have had five players, including Josh Miller, a punter from 1996 to 2003. And actually, their current punter wears number four. Uh, Jordan Berry, who's with his fourth year with the team. Uh, we already talked about the Yankees, as Lou Gehrig is the only player to ever wear a number four as a Yankee. Uh, moving over to our local teams, I the would Sooners. bet that there's not a single team that can say they've only had one player wear that wear one number like that. You know what I mean? I haven't looked completely. <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance that on next week's. Uh- no. 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 Uh. We'll find out for you next week. <laughs> uh, I actually, the thinking about that though, I mean, if he continues on the way he is, number 99, maybe. Yeah, the only, only number ever worn in Yankee history. Yeah. Yes. Aaron Judge might be the only 99 to ever wear it for the Yankees because those numbers. Don't get don't get worn by baseball no. players too often. No, so. especially like when you're already know you're going to be on the big league roster, then What's you come down a little bit lower. For the Phillies, the closer, that guy, Mitch Williams. Yeah, he wore ninety nine. Oh, did he? 
Okay. But I mean, like, just for a single team. Yeah. Lots of players have worn yeah, four. Yeah. But right. I mean, a lot of, like... No, I see what you're getting, players. but I was just saying, there aren't yeah. very many baseball players that wore not even yeah. but I think there's been just, just a handful. Yeah, I mean, if Judge can hang on to <laughs> what he's doing right now, I mean, the Yankees well, are going to Well, you just got to avoid go. injuries, I think, and, and hopefully he's yeah. not, you know, taking anything Well, even extra, with some so. of the injuries, he's still had some hell of a year, or really good years, so... Exactly. Stay healthy and see what happens. Exactly. I don't think he can hurt that wrist again, though. We have to watch out for that. Yeah. Half se- uh, you know, off season, full off season of rest. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, be good. Right. He'll be good. He'll be good. Uh, moving to the Sooners, uh, for the baseball team, Brandon Zaragoza. He's uh, going in into his junior year this next year. He's a two-year starter at shortstop. On the basketball team, Jamoney McNeese. Jamoney. Uh, he's a senior center. You think his mom just thought she was getting paid? Or? I don't know. Um, he's going to be the starter at the five spot this year for the Sooners, finally after um, three years of being the backup. Uh, number four for the football team, Trey Sermon. Sophomore running back. Last year he was second on the team in rushing yards with 744 and five touchdowns. He's taken over the starting job now since uh, the Rodney Anderson injury and has run for 458 yards and five touchdowns so far this season. He's looking good. Looking pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Not as good as that Kyler Murray kid, though. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Can't wait for him to be playing baseball for the athletics section. Me too. Please go. <laughs> uh, moving over to OSU uh, for the baseball team, Cody Milligan. A sophomore utility player, played in 15 games last year as a backup outfielder. For the basketball team, Thomas Dezagua, or Dizzy as we like to call him, is a junior guard, has a career 38.9% three-point percentage, was the sixth man last year, but will be looking to get into the starting lineup this year and provide a scoring option as OSU doesn't have many scoring options on the basketball team this year. And for the football team, A.J. Green, who if you watched OSU in Texas corner. this week. Great corner. Um, A.J. Green had a great game this week. Uh, been a starter the past two years. Led the team with four interceptions last year. He only has one this year so far, but most teams, they don't throw his way. excluding this week, don't haven't thrown it his and way at all. I don't think all. they'll be doing it going forward either. And then Texas decided to throw it at him this week, which... I literally was at the game going, what are you doing? But keep doing it. But keep doing it, because we liked it. But speaking of going, what are you doing? Let's talk some Thunder basketball. What you got, Jeremy? Stop me if you've heard this before. Too many turnovers. Not hitting foul shots. Not hitting any shots. And no defense. Which has basically been why we started off one in four now. Yes. So. A lot of it's, I mean, most of it's just because we can't hit a shot. It is. Because the one game that we actually are above 40% shooting, hey, we won. We won that one. Yeah. So against the Celtics, lost 101 to 95. We actually got out to a pretty good lead. And we were in control of that game because... Uh, defense played well in the first half. Held held the Celtics to 32% shooting, 0 for 11 from three-point land. Then the third quarter happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
like their coaches made like some, you know, changes to make things better. And mm-hmm. I guess we just went in and had some shots. Yeah, well, at, Al, Horf- Al Horford shots. went off in the third quarter. I mean, you can't. I don't think you can ask Stephen Adams to like. That's a bad matchup for Stephen Adams. Al yeah, Horford is. You can have him knock him on his ass once. So, I mean, since the Celtics couldn't miss in the third quarter, they ended up scoring 40 points as they turned a 16-point deficit into a one-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Thunder was able to rebound a little bit and get and retake a lead. Uh, got it up to seven points after an Abrinas three. But then about five minutes, the last five minutes of the game, mm-hmm. three points the rest of the way, Boston on a 16-3 run. To pull away We're coaching for the really victory. Shows up, you know, the last five minutes of a game. Well, it helps if uh, Paul George or Russ hit a shot at all in the fourth quarter as they went 0 for 9. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're actually leading the league and missed open shots. Yeah, I mean. We discussed that last I th- week. I think last, yeah, because I saw the stat, I think, last week, which I can't remember if I mentioned it completely. It was 18 for 42. Yes. A wide open. Wide open. Shot. Yeah. I'm like, and Clay Thompson's over here hitting 14, 14 threes, 14 and, threes that are contested. Yeah, God. so that man was great this last game. Last game. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, where See you on the Twitter on that one? Yeah, yeah. Where are we at on Billy Donovan? I mean, I mean, if you, I mean, we'll 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 talk about it later. But I mean, look at OU and their defense. I mean, they probably have one of the best defensive games that they've had in forever. And they had a change at coach. So, I don't know. Yeah, and and it's all the same players. TCU and Kansas playing? State. Well, I mean, we'll get into it. But, I mean, what I'm trying hey, to... Who, what I'm, what who I'm, beat TCU this yeah. weekend? But so, what, how good are they really? What I'm getting to is that there's always that argument of it's the same players. The, the new coach is going to have the same players. How are you going to expect different results? And my wife actually asked me this, too. And I was just like, well, I mean, you just kind of think about it. There's some coaches that just don't mesh well with other players. That's true. And it could just be a change of voice, a change, not even really a change of philosophy. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. We think Mo Cheeks might be the successor to Billy Donovan. He might have a different... I mean, he's definitely the successor. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Is, he, is there any he, way, though, he makes He's considered the Russell Whisperer. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and that's he, the thing. That's that's what makes our team go, is, is Russell. Is he going to make our, te- our guys make open shots better? I no. Don't think that's no, it. that's not it. But, I mean, like you said, there's come down to plenty of games where it's the coaching a coaching error. I mean, even look back to the conference finals that we had against yes. the Golden State Warriors. There was plenty of coaching mistakes that Billy Donovan made. But we gave him a pass on it because it was his first year. And we didn't expect him to make those same mistakes over and over and over again. And I know he is the quote-unquote, you know, college guy that wants to run a system, the NBA is not about a system. The Thunder are at their best, and this is, you know, pretty relevant in the, um, what was the last game? Steve Kerr's running a pretty good system. The Suns game. The Suns game. They were getting up and down the court. That's where they're doing their damage is fast break. Literally coming into, uh, into the game, we've been average into tonight's game against the Clippers. We've been averaging 15 points. In fast break points, which is about 15th in the NBA. We scored 25 in the Suns game. Yeah. That was the difference in in the game. Yeah. Was we, we haven't been we haven't been getting up and down. But some of it, think- I think, some of it is probably a defensive strategy by other teams as well to 
not go for those offensive rebounds. You just get back. And just get back on defense because yeah. they know we're so bad in half-court offense. Yeah. But that that's where I think it should come into play. It's like you don't want to get down and get set as an offense. You want to run the initial pick and roll. If it's not there, then, I mean, just – I mean, I don't know. Just it's it's, it's hard drive. to explain it. But, I mean, it's – when they're moving and not really set to run a play – that's when the Thunder are at their best. I mean, even if it's what they call, I think they call it like a partial fast break or something to where they score within I so mean, many the, seconds. The, the the offense runs a lot better when they get the shot off in the first six seconds of a... Yeah. Of a, and that's across the board. That's yeah. the NBA right now. Exactly. I mean, you can look at... Well, uh, here, here's, State a, here's just, a question, because actually I heard this argument. Is this team built for this, for this NBA? No, because now... In, Today's NBA is all about the three-point shooting. I mean, look at Golden State and why they're so successful. I mean, they have three or four guys that at any time can go off for almost 10, 12 threes a game. I mean, Steph Curry set the all-time record for three points made, and then it's broken by his teammate. I mean, that, that's just something that's crazy. But, I mean, we can still use this lineup to our advantage because we are quick. I mean, I think it's more the defensive side. Because yes. we're we're built to defend with physicality, yeah. And they've changed the rules so much that they're calling they're calling fouls on yeah. every little thing, and that's it's killing us. Yeah. I mean, so we can't defend the way we want to defend, and we don't have the shooting. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of both. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's both. We yeah. don't have the shooters either to be able to just to outscore anybody, basically. Right, and that's not where, like you said, that's not where we're built. We're built on defense. And for some reason or another, I mean, it, I mean, it even starts with Russ. I mean, Russ slacks off on defense. I mean, going back to the Boston game, they had they were 0 for 10, 0 for 11, 0 for 11 the first half from the three point line, and then just explode. Seven of 10 in the third quarter. Seven of 10 in third, and, and it's not that they were just making lucky shots. They were making wide open shots. Marcus Morris. Horford, all three of his Horford, threes that yeah. came in like a minute and a half were all wide open trailer yeah. shots. But because and, and because because are you going to ask Stephen Adams to come out and and that's what I'm guard saying. that far out there? Yeah, put put that you know adjustment on Brad Stevens for saying you know you're Al, you're getting dominated by Stephen in the post. Play out on the perimeter, and sure enough, like you said, he gets open three after open three. Marcus Morris gets an open three, and it it. it and it's just, it's discouraging to see that because in the first half, we were running out. We were running people off the three-point line. We were in Gordon Hayward's face. We were in Kyrie's face. They weren't getting a clean look. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, well, we're up 15. Let's just take a break. And then, boom, Boston's back in the lead and never really gives it up. But it, it wasn't up. those two guys making the shots. Those other guys. Right, but they still weren't closing out. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, and if they do close out, it's just a little lazy, like, I'm going to put my hand I, up and act I, like I give some effort. I just think the, the Boston coach took a different route. He says, you know, these are shutting these guys down. He just put yeah. one out there, Horford, like you said, trailing, bang, yeah. bang, bang. But And then we didn't react to that. Yeah, Billy. And then that, you got to put that on Billy. You can't put yeah, that on the players. I am. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's the thing. Again. It's like, <laughs> if Steven's not effective in a game, you got to be the type of coach to be like, Steven, you need to sit. I mean, well, I, it, that's it, not that he wasn't effective. It's more the way that we play defense. Yeah, we don't ask Stephen to go when like 
guard the guard a trailer coming down the court. Oh, he's at the down there just standing in the paint yeah. to stop something. But that's the thing now too is that today's NBA is all about the three point shot. Even some um, most of the bigs. I mean, look at Embiid. Look at Horford. Look at. Um, I mean, Mo Bamba can hit a three. And I don't know how much he plays. But a lot of the bigs, a lot of the fives can hit a three. Boogie Cousins in Golden State, when he comes back healthy, he's going to add another three-point threat. Yeah. And Steven doesn't add that, nor does he even guard the perimeter. I mean, I'm not saying that Steven is like... A dinosaur. A dinosaur or just not helpful <laughs> to the team because he does guard the rim pretty well. I mean, there was some pretty good plays that he made throughout the week that, you know, he sent back some shots. And he does help on some of the blow-bys that happen on their perimeter defense. But that's got to be a part of, dip, of Billy's game plan is, like, Steven, you need to try to guard the perimeter when your guy goes out. I guess Presti, you're saying, just been slow to change to get the right players the way the new, new NBA is? I mean, it could it be. Sounds like it. it. It could be. But on paper, we still have good enough players to I not agree. get beat by the Sacramento Kings, not get beat by some of these well, teams. You got beat by the, we got beat by the Sacramento Kings because we couldn't hit a shot. Yeah, but the Kings still scored 130 points. We hit we hit enough. Sh- but we also were in foul trouble the entire night too, yeah. because of our because of the way they're calling the defense. Yeah, yeah. but I mean th- this this is not a one in five team, in my opinion. No, it's a one in or four one team. in four team. One in four team. About to be one in five. And, 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 what are you talking pretty, about? We're tied. We're tied right now with the Clippers. You know, and when we played the Suns, that I don't, they didn't even have Booker, right? Booker yeah, was Booker, Booker didn't play. What if Booker was playing? <laughs> we might have lost. We we would be sitting at zero and four right now, poss- or zero and five I mean, right now, possibly going zero and six. I mean, we jumped out to we got out to a twenty point lead. We were leading by twenty going into the fourth yeah. quarter. I mean, sure, it looks like we only won by seven, so it looks like a lot closer of a game. But literally, the starters didn't play. Most of the fourth quarter, yeah. Uh, Nerlens Noel, who had a great game, yeah. in in place of in place, in place of Stephen, yeah, who had some uh, calf tightness, um, didn't play the last nine minutes of the game because he was he was having some ankle issues. Yeah, I think he rolled his ankle or something. Yeah, so literally we were going the last nine minutes of the game with a big man. with two Pats and Jeremy Grant out there. Yeah, so I mean they were able to kind of dominate us inside yeah. doing that. So I mean that's the reason why the game was a lot closer than what it looks like. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we actually did hit some shots in that Suns game. We shot 50% from the field. Yeah. It's I amazing mean, what happens when we hit <laughs> when we I mean, hit open shots. I mean, a lot of them were easy layups because we shot 29% still from three, 68% from free throw line. We still can't hit a free throw to save our lives. Yeah, that, yeah and that's and another. That I don't understand. I, I, I'm like, yeah, missing free th- not even hitting we're not even hitting 70% of our free yeah. throws at this point. Yeah. We're hitting like 67% of our free throws if that. Like I don't know how all of a sudden we've just like not been able to hit a free throw. Yeah. And to me you get paid millions of dollars which all these players do. You, you got to carve out time to hit a free throw, to practice free throws, to thousand do, free throws. Do whatever day. you got to do. It's like you know what? It's like Tiger Woods used to go out and just hit fifteen hundred balls a day. Mm-hmm. So just have these. Russ needs to go in and shoot at least five hundred free throws a day. Yeah, it's not a thousand. Yeah, he, he and he just to me he needs to quit with the jump shots. I mean, not altogether because I mean it still needs to be in his repertoire, but. Draft the basket. I mean, he can get by anybody in a heartbeat, and when he does get found, he He's needs to he needs to he needs them. to be able to convert those free throws because I mean, as the word says, they're free. 
you throw it up, no contest. I mean, the, there's just no reason to miss the majority of the free throws that we have been missing. I mean, we shouldn't be going 67% each game for free throws. No, definitely not. I mean, that's the difference in a win and a loss in some of these games that, I mean. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I, mean, well, I agree. I mean, when you're losing by, you know, less than 10 points, but you're shooting anywhere from. 65%. And you I mean, missed we, 12 we, free throws. I mean, we shot 56% in the Celtics game yeah. from the free throw line. It's 13, un- of, 13 of 23. Yeah. So we left 10 points out there. You're not making all of them, but yeah. yeah. So it's at least five. No, points, yeah. I which, mean, which, but, which changes the game. But literally, you make 18 of 23. That's 75%. Mm-hmm. And we're, I mean, we may be down one, but that changes, that changes, that changes what we do in, yeah. in the, at the end it of the game. It changes their dynamic, too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Suns hit, I, I want to say the Suns hit 27 of 29 Dang. against us. That's how they stayed in that game. Yeah. That's, or the, how, that's how they stayed in the game, even just by 20. Yeah. They were down by 20. Yeah. And, you know, you, and then, the, I mean, there's a whole argument, like, how can you put that on the coach? But to practice. me, it, it, we're talking about practice, right? But I mean, like I said, it, it could be a chemistry thing. Honestly, I mean, it, it just could be a chemistry Free thing chemistry. to where I, I don't know how to explain it. But I mean, if something changes, in the, in the, something MB, else in the NBA, really, the only thing you can go on is has the coach lost the locker room? And I don't. I mean, I said it last year. I. Because with Mello on the team, I was like, I don't feel like anyone's listening to what Billy wants. Yeah. They're they're going to do what Mello wants to do. They're going to do what Russ wants to do. I, I don't think PG's the kind of guy to like just be like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Well, especially but, not with those two But guys. I do feel like Russ and, Russ and Mello were. And that changes the what the locker room is going to be yeah. like. Mello's gone now, obviously. Yeah. But Russ is still there. I mean... In, I think PG can now what, can what feel was, he can be more. What vocal. was the game? Uh, was it the Celtics game that Russ shot the three in the yeah, last yeah. minute? Yeah, that was yeah, that was the Celtics game. Because I mean, we we're up three, didn't need a three, and he still took the three. It was like, why are we not going to? Like, I've literally said this many times over the course of us recording this podcast. It's 104. I've probably said it in about 84 of these episodes. <laughs> that literally, sense. like. You're the best downhill basketball player in the world. Yes. Drive the pain. Go downhill. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he got the ball, and he had, you know, three feet between him and defender. But you're not a good three-point shooter. Yeah. And we didn't need and, it. And, we di- yeah, we didn't need we it. We could have taken more time off the clock. Exactly. It, it was just very, like, and until, and a lot of people are like, well, there's no one out there that's going to be able to tell Russ not to do that. Yeah. Which I agree. You, you like, you're not going to be able to go to your star player and be like, you can't do this. Right. I think you can't. I think you you're can. not going to have just, a job the next day. If you day. Just yeah. show him the analytics, and you're going to, but you're going to lose Russ. So literally, if Billy Donovan wants to do something for this team, that's what he needs to go and do. Is go and tell Russ this, and then the next day he's not going to have a job. Yeah. But at least someone's going to ha- have had the balls to tell him. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. They're smart enough to want to change it or the will to change it if he just sees all the analytics and says, hey, look, don't yeah. shoot from here. Shoot from over here instead because, look, right over here, you're literally he tried to change. He tried to change last year at the beginning of the year, and we went 8-12, and, and then he I went know. back to normal Russ, and then we started winning games. Yeah. 
in his mind, Russell has to do what Russell has to do. Yeah. And, and I mean, and in that Celtics game, like, in the so going back to the Kings game, it was his yeah. first game back. He looked fine. Yeah. But in the Celtics game, he looked like a player who hadn't played He's basketball tired. Tired. in but just one time in, like, a couple months. Yeah. The rush showed in the Celtics game. Yeah. Five of 20 shooting on the night. Yeah. Like, literally, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be taking that shot. Right. Unless you're going to go downhill. Right. So, uh, got any more points that you want to go over? Fire Billy. I know it's probably not his fault, but something's got to change. We're not going to, and you're not going to trade Russell Westbrook. You're not going to trade Stephen Adams. You're not going to trade Paul George. Well, the actually, pl- the actually, players are who they are. You've, you've actually said, you've talked about trading Stephen Adams over the course of our show. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, we could possibly re-sign Nerlens Noel as a cheaper option mm-hmm. and possibly trade Steven Adams for a shooter. I mean, that, that idea was thrown out there on Twitter. I happened to see... Well, that. of course it was, because Nerlens went off for 20 points. 20 and points and 15 rebounds. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's Twitter is. I mean, yeah. Reactive. But, I mean, it, it's fun to watch Twitter, just to yeah. see the craziest ideas that come out and just go, okay. I mean, I mean... When I first read it, I'm like, of course they're not going to do this. Right. But if Nerlens Noel continues to establish himself yeah. as a as a decent player. Well, who takes Adams and who do we get? I mean, I'm sure there's some team that'd be willing to trade yeah. for him, but it's just finding the right combination of I mean, honestly, players to come back. Jimmy Butler would be cool. Honestly, it's probably not going to be the most popular opinion, but I would trade Russell before I would trade Steven. <laughs> I mean, I thought we should have traded Russ two years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was all in for the full rebuild after Durant left. Because mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way we're going to win a championship. Yeah, we're going to win a championship in this NBA with the team that we have. Yeah. I disagree with that because I don't think Oklahoma this is going to sound harsh. I don't think Oklahoma City is a basketball city. No, oh, it, it's, oh, it's not. On. Oh, believe me. And the reason believe is me, it stays I, a basketball city believe me, is because soon, we have Russell Westbrook. As soon as this team starts losing the arena. As yes. soon as this team starts losing, yes. and that's the, why he's the not crowd gone. the crowd will disappear. Yeah. Because yeah. And, and, and I'm going to hate on I'm going to hate on OU and OSU fans. We don't support losers. No. We don't. No. We don't. I mean, look at the mid-90s with OU, with the OU football program. And to put that in perspective. I mean, it, exactly. It was terrible. And, and the way they support OU basketball now, they they don't support OU basketball. They do when they start winning. They The only That's time it. they support OU or basketball. Or they have like, a guy like Trey Young coming in and just making ridiculous shots. Like the three best years that they've had, attendance-wise, is the Trey Young year and the two Blake, uh, Blake. Griffin Oh, years. even Buddy Hill. Don't forget about Buddy. And I mean, and, and the final four Buddy Hill years. Yeah. yeah. Those are the four seasons that yep. OU basketball has actually had Agreed. decent attendance. Yeah. And even if you look at those numbers, they're not even – they're probably like midway in the Big 12. Yeah. Because OU, OU fans don't care about OU basketball. Now, I'm no. not saying we don't have a great owner and we don't have a great GM. And we do. And they get the best they can here to fill this arena. But like – Put it in perspective a little bit. Is look at the Knicks, right? You can't get a ticket because it's sold out, and they've sucked for twenty years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's because of the owner. You know, Durant didn't even go there. Didn't even get a meeting. He's like, you know, to hell with that. No, I ain't getting to that dumpster fire. Right. Well, right. wait till next year. Right. 
They don't have to heal that. Have no. Russ and him. No. Yeah, but <laughs> but I, I, we need shooters. I agree, but we need to hit open shots. I mean, the, that, that's true. I mean, an NBA player should hit an open shot at least seventy five percent seventy five percent of the time. And for some reason, we just have not been hitting shots. Now, it could be a different story if we did hit all those shots coming, you know, Is it practice? through this scene. I don't think it's practice. Are we practice. talking about practice? I honestly think it, it is. I, I honestly think it's a chemistry issue. I think Billy has kind of worn out his welcome. And the player, and I'm telling you, because we'll talk about it with the OU game or with OU. It just, there's a different feel to it TCU when there's some, Kansas I don't State. care who they played. TCU and Kansas But State. it's a different feel when somebody else is in charge. I, I experienced it, you know, in a normal job. Like if a guy le- or if a, a manager leaves that everybody hated. What's, 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 wait, what's I the, know that guy's what's name. What's the old saying that, uh, like, no, I'm not talking about Paul. <laughs> you, you, you do, uh, the thing that will make people quit quicker is a bad manager. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'm totally. I'm and totally that's with why. You. And that's why. I'm I think totally the with think shots I'm totally quitting. with you, though. I'm totally with you. I, I mean, last week we said, you know, if when we come on this week and they are looking at zero and six, yeah, it's like if they lose this Clippers game, he's done. He's yeah. Done. I mean, they won the Suns game, so I, I think he, I think he gets that small, small. Ex- maybe he gets next, another week. Yeah. Because this next week they play. Two road games, one in Charlotte against the Hornets, against the Wizards on Friday, and then come back home against the Pelicans on Monday. Mm-hmm. We should win all those. We should win all those. But, literally, if we lose this Clippers game, which right now we're down by 10, a couple minutes left in the before halftime. Yeah. We're going to be 1-5. and five, And the way we're playing right now, we make him home... We. By next Tuesday, we may have only won one of those games. Yeah. And we're sitting at two and seven. I think Billy's gone at that point. I, yeah. I, I think Billy is gone at that point. How many years are left in his contract? I think next year was his last year. Okay. So he that's literally bad. has one like one more year on his deal. So that's yeah. not so bad. Yeah. I mean, because... We got enough money. No, no one... I mean, look at Ty Lue. He went... And granted, he had... LeBron James, but I mean, the dude kind of lost the best player. Yeah, the, in the, NBA. the dude still Not went to three hey, straight finals. What happened finals. to the coach the last time when when LeBron left? Oh, he got fired too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, because the team sucked when yeah. LeBron. Spolster didn't get fired. Spolster still made the, the playoffs. Well, <laughs> that's a little bit of a different he story. He still had Dwayne Wade and, and he had Dwayne, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. True, true. But <laughs> you Wait, said somebody else too. Uh... Was it Ray Allen down there at that point? No. No, no, Ray, no. Ray, Ray. Ray had already retired. Yeah, Ray already retired. Ray, yeah. Ray. But I don't we know. had some other shooter, though, like that. They had somebody else down yeah. there for that. But I know. Make your freaking free throws. <laughs> I know it's you can't completely put it on the coach, but if something's going to change, something's got to change. I mean, change. at this point, the only thing that you can change is the coach. Is, is the, the coach. coach. Yeah. And, and I think Billy's a hell of a coach. He did. I mean, look at his floor, his record at Florida, two or back-to-back national championships. Dude knows how to run a program, but for some reason, it's just I, not translating. I literally think he was brought in to help recruit as much as you can recruit in the NBA, right? To help try and keep Kevin. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Didn't work. But I think it did help him keep PG. Paul PG. PG. Oh, yes, it did. Or the whole Oklahoma City helped keep. Yeah, I mean, he even said because we talked about it last week. If he, he didn't get traded to Oklahoma City, he would be in a Laker uniform right now. Yeah, 
God, that'd be a big team. But since you want to talk about this OU football team so badly. <laughs> How great the defense is against these <laughs> shitty teams. I know. Knock yourself out. I know. I know. It. It's K-State. I know it was TCU. But <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a big X's and O's person. I look at feel. I kind of look at just the tone that the players are in, just how they look. We're not professionals. They look different. I understand. You know what I mean? professionals, so I can get that. They look different. They look like they just had a different attitude about Some them. Some of them are probably paid I mean, professionals. I mean, K-State beat y'all. Y'all just came out and beat Texas. Those are the same teams. Hold on. Um, on the scoreboard, yes, Kansas State scored more points than we did. But I will admit that we played shitty okay. that day, and we beat ourselves. Okay. And I laid that at But how many times feet. does OU beat That's themselves? That's at Gundy's feet. How many times has OU beat always themselves? Always once a year. At, at least. And K-State has always played us tough. I don't care But this is the worst. But this is the worst Kansas worst. State team ever. It, it still could have been. But look at, look at the numbers. Because, I, mean, I mean, wait. Because if we're going to play that game, who beat you? Texas. Because we just beat them. That's what I'm so saying. So, it, like, it... Literally, it comes down to what team shows up. We beat ourselves. OSU beat themselves. Yeah, but we could have easily laid down and, and, you know, let K-State run all over us because, I mean, we haven't had a great run defense all year. Agreed? That's true. That's true. And I, that's all K-State tries I mean, to do. I under- and, they're, and they're decent. OU's they're not great at it. defense did play better. I do feel like in the last couple weeks they they have played better. They look but, better against those teams. But, I mean, we, we even said last week, the true test is going to come this next week yeah, against versus Texas, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, right. I mean, and, and, West, and, and West that's Virginia. Why, that's what I'm saying. I'm not completely now, sold. I don't think OU is going to lose to Texas Tech, but we're going to definitely see a 50 that, to what, exactly. what defense. And I'm not saying, you know, the defense is completely fixed. I'm just talking about a complete attitude change from what Mike Stoops brought to what Ruffin McNeil, I guess, is teaching them right now. I mean, they they held true to what they did against the TC or against TCU. They played a lot of four man front because they knew Kansas State was going to try to run. Yeah, but our effort was there. Our effort was better. Look at Buki. Did you see that play that Buki had? Mm-hmm. He scored. Never had a big hit all year. He scored. No, he didn't score. But I'm saying he did not have a big tackle or a big hit all year. And then all of a sudden he is just flying around the football field in this game and lays out a six foot two. 250-plus tight end, and he's 5'9", 180. Brought it! And laid the stick down on that dude. That dude went off hurt. The only reason why Buki got hurt on that play is because the dude leg-whipped him into his thigh with his knee. Other than that, Buki was up and walking around. Just He was just fine. Bruce. Just Bruce. And, I mean, it, it. everybody was flying to the ball. Everybody, the whole team just looked excited, looked engaged. And I... I mean, yes, I understand. TCU is, is terrible offensively. K-State is terrible offensively. But it, it's all to me, it's all of an attitude. I mean, we could have just let K-State score 28, 30 points, 32 points, whatever. Whatever you may have. But they only you scored. You watched the same game I did because Kansas State looked horrible. In that they game. looked at- But can you not give any cref- or credit to the, the defense at all? I said that they looked they, they look good. I said they played yeah. well. I'm sorry. I might be getting a little excited. But I know. I'm just saying. Well, Kyler Murray. I mean, we're, we're teaming up on you. It's, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's not often that I, I get to team up on you. No, no, no. And it's fine. But 
I know I, there's a lot of X's and O's that people just kind of look at, but to me, I just I kind of just look at the feel of the game and just kind of kind of see what how the players carry themselves. And I just saw a lot of good things coming. I'm out just of saying, Saturday. if you if you just stopped Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, like you stopped K State and, and TCU, then I get that. I get that. But that's the difference in the offenses that you're going to see. Right, those, those and that's not, why I'm not. These are the perfect two guys, two teams to see in, in your situation. I mean, because it it's, it's coming coming, coming, up, coming off of a coming off of a bye, two teams that are probably the two worst offensive teams other than Kansas in the Big Twelve. It's good, good, two good teams to go. Let's get our confidence back. And yeah, you did. And, 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 and you've got your confidence back. Did. And you're gonna you're gonna job. be walking into this Texas Tech game high. You know, yes. you're, 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 you're Feel, going to be feeling so very good, and that's what we needed. And, and it is, it, it is, is definitely what you needed. And I don't think, I, and I agree with. I don't think you'd be in that situation if you still had uh, Mike Stoops. I think, I think you wouldn't be on this artificial high. I'm gonna call it artificial, really artificial, but this, you know, pumped up, you know, against these two teams. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it, it, look at it on paper though. We've had really two really good recruiting years on our defensive side. Um, and we actually just got a defensive end. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he was a five-star recruit coming in. He he kind of got hurt, so I mean he really wasn't available. But at the same time, it, it Ruffin has put the players where the players need to be. He moved Buki to the nickel cornerback uh, spot. He, he, moved, he, he moved some players around. He moved some players around. Simplified everything. Exactly. That's the key, dude. Is he simplified? Yeah. Things. And that's the thing. That's one of the things I too. Think he'll his... add back in a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, actually, I, I actually I don't know if he'll they'll add a whole lot in this year. And I don't even know. I don't even think Ruffin McNeil is going to be the defensive coordinator next year. Probably not. Be. I, I don't think he wants to. be. I think it, Bob Diaco might be actually become our new defensive uh, coordinator. I, I, the big rumors have been the Ohio State uh, co-defensive coordinator. So oh, really? Screw that guy. He's out in Hollywood filming commercials. Yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do. He doesn't, want to do, yeah. he doesn't want to do football yeah. anymore. He's but, not a defensive guy. He's an offensive line guy. Yeah, but defensive aside, uh, the offense was clicking on all cylinders. Kyler Murray is scary good. This dude, oh, yeah. I mean, he's even after the game said that the game's starting to slow down for him, which is only going to get <laughs> scarier. For there, yeah, there teams. was there were some plays in that game that I was just like. Where what is that pass like? Yeah. I, don't, I don't even understand what that pass is, but it was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. It was like there was like one to it was like to Carson Meyer in the third quarter. It was like it was a rollout, and he just kind of was like, eh. yeah. And Carson Meyer was like, he's okay, wide open. He just is, left me hanging out what here. Is, what is that? I was yeah. just like, but I mean, I was actually surprised because Kansas State is horrible against the run. Yeah, that they threw the ball. So I, I just kept going. Well, when, when your best when player on the team is your quarterback, then you want to play through. You want to play your and offense you're not through have him, him. Run a whole bunch. You, yeah. know, you have to. I, I think they just tried to see if they can open it up first with that, and it just they just stuck with it because it just kept happening. No. Oh yeah, I mean like, it was oh, working. I mean, yeah. I, Don't I just I was just surprised that yeah, like because like Kennedy Brooks only had five carries. That's what was yeah. I was going to talk about that next. Kennedy Brooks it. didn't really get as much touches. I, I mean, Trey, I Sir, Trey Sermon only had eight carries. Yeah, that's the thing. That your two top running backs had 13 carries, mm-hmm. and they only played the first three quarters. They, they didn't play last quarter yet. No, so. which is because they didn't have to. Because TJ, but TJ yeah. Pledger, who played the entire fourth quarter, had 13 carries. Yeah, he had he literally had as well, many yeah, carries well, as the two starting running backs. Well, yeah. Murray didn't because play they the just 
But Kennedy Brooks, I mean, he still showed that home run threat. If, that if it had been a tight game, though, it would certainly got love. a lot more in that fourth quarter. Well, if it had been, been a tight been game, they would have run the ball a lot more. Yeah. But I mean, but the thing is, because when you look at the – it really felt like OU was doing the same thing that they did against TCU where they were trying to have more prolonged offensive drives yeah. to hold on to the ball a little yep. bit more, to give their defense a little bit more time to rest. Yeah. But they were doing it without running the ball, yeah, which was using a West Coast offense. Which was yeah, I mean they were kind of they were throwing impressive. the ball, but yeah. they weren't they weren't running that hurry up like get to the line, snap it with you know twenty yeah. seconds to go. They were still, I but mean, they were running a no huddle, but, but it, it still was, felt like they they had tempo and everything. Yeah, yeah. It, they were it just was, keep, they it were was keeping always it. the same time, like you know twelve seconds left, yeah, eight seconds left. It was just and it was a constant little you know slant. Mm-hmm. Inequality. It was, yeah, really, I mean, and, and also didn't help that Marquise Brown. Was yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood was still hobbled, so they were using him more as a decoy. Mm-hmm. I mean, CD had a couple long passes. Yeah, because he had 160 yards. I yeah. think. He caught one. Yeah, Calcaterra. Yeah, yeah, Calcaterra touchdowns. got some touches in the game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Meyer got a couple touches in the game. So, and he was spreading the ball around. He's spreading the love, but I mean, twelve different receivers in the game. Yeah, and that's scary. Yeah. You gotta be if you're in a, the opposing team. You gotta be concerned about Kyler Murray's ability to spread the ball around. To be pretty much well, like a like a passing quarterback that takes time off the clock, like they're running the ball. Yeah, and that's what he did. I think that may be something that they'll do against Tech and Oklahoma State. One of the things because I remember last year with Baker, there'd be a couple. There'd always be that play that in like the first or second quarter where OU would run a play, and it was just like it was them being just like, yeah, we got the biggest balls. Yeah. And it was just like kind of being an asshole of a play, basically. They did one this week against Kansas State with the 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 reverse to the pass. Or no, it was a pass. It was a pass back and then a pass forward. Yeah, the pass swing pass to Nick Basquin and then threw it to Charleston Rambo. Rambo should have caught it and walked in for a touchdown. But at that, but it looked more like like last year. It would have felt like they were. It was a like. We're just going to show you, you know, yeah. how big our dick is, basically. Right. <laughs> right. This time, it, it looked like they were just having fun. Yeah. 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 And, th- and that's the thing, too, especially when you have probably one of the baddest offensive lines in the nation yeah. right now. I mean, this this offensive front basically can do no wrong. They block everybody. They're quick. They're smart. They don't get a lot of penalties. <laughs> and they protect Kyler. I mean, there's been plenty of times Kyler, like, could have taken off, but he was just like... No, I'll wait jump. for somebody to get open. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. What is that? Ten seconds back here? i got a few more seconds. Let me just kind of dance a little bit. Oh, there, there's Meyer open for a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's the thing, too. This The offense looks like they're having fun, and it looks kind of looks like the defense is kind of catching up a little bit. <clears throat> Literally the only thing the defense probably – I mean, they did only allow 245 yards. The Thunder should the win game. tonight, by the way. They should. Yeah, right now. They're up pretty good. Um – yeah, where we're at in the game, they're down by seven, but they're about to go on like a twenty-eight run. So dang, yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, so the, Billy the, Donovan's drop saved one more time. Uh, so OU's defense did only allow two hundred forty-five yards. Mm-hmm. That's great in college football. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. I don't care in the like. Big Twelve. In the yeah. Big Twelve, that's yeah. yeah. But it was like uh, OSU had two OSU had two hundred sixty yards in the first quarter in their game. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, was like okay, I saw against, those against like, the Big Twelve's best defense. <laughs> yes. But the biggest thing, no sacks. Yeah. St- still need to work on being able to get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. That's that's something. That's the next. That's the I, next step for OU. Yeah. Against K State, yeah. they're more worried about containment. 
I think maybe that's why they didn't get a whole lot of sacks. And I mean, that's that's true. Because, I mean, they did seven, seven tackles for loss. Yeah. So they, they were they, they, they were getting they, yeah, pressure. They, they or not that. pressure, but yeah. getting into the rushing lanes yeah. to stop. And, I mean, with Skylar Murray, or Skylar Murray, Skylar Thompson, yes. you do have to worry about the, the quarterback run so a little bit. So what they did, I think they did. They kept him contained. Like, how many yards did he have? I mean, I'm not sure. Not very many. I mean, so no, he, he had, a, he had like, a couple of, like, medium runs, but, I mean... For the most part, like you said, seven tackles for well, loss. Gonna, the defensive line, yeah, the defensive line was getting good penetration for once. Uh, I mean, they didn't get a sack, but they were actually. It looked Everyone like they were t- some good penetration. Uh, yeah, it was like a good port. It was a good penetration. Anyways, but it looked like the defensive line was attacking the. Not like me though. Two weeks ago, when I had oh. the double penetration. Oh my I god! I don't want to know about your DP. Um, you guys brought. It I up. gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! It's Todd Gurley versus the Broncos. Uh, oh, yeah, it was it was pretty rough. Oh, dang! That's playing him in fantasy football. Yeah. Yes, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So double penetration in fantasy. Yeah, I just I just took it on both ends. Yep. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean the defense took the fight to the offensive line, and and it, and that's what I was also kind of talking about. I mean, it, it's not about the numbers per se, but it's about just what you see on. Yeah. On on your team, and I, I think yeah. they could have, you know, they kind of changed what they do with sacks now. So now if the quarterback's already starts going forward and he gets within a certain no, spot, as long as he's tackled behind the line of scrimmage, it's still NFL, considered a sack. Not, not in the NFL. Oh, the NFL oh, has completely. Different yeah, the NFL is a completely different. Okay, because they technically they technically include quarterback uh, sacks in rushing yardage in college football, and they don't in the NFL. Oh, they used to, and they changed that. Yeah, they changed yeah. it. Yeah, they used to get so, yeah. Okay. So when you when you hear like this team had this many yards, but they got sacked like ten times, know that they probably had like another seventy yards yeah. that they that's not on there. Yeah. Uh, so what we were looking for in this OU Kansas State game, we were looking for OU to slow down Alex Barnes. He only had thirteen carries for twenty eight yards, so that's, that's slow. definitely slowing him down. Yeah, and. Uh, we wanted the running game to keep going. Uh, ended up with 322 yards. Um, that was about eight and a half yards per carry. Um, but like I said, it, it felt weird because it was just like, it didn't feel like they were using the running game. Yeah. But it was still being efficient when they were using the yeah. running game. Agreed. So. Uh, so this next week, as we mentioned, they play uh, in Lubbock against Texas Tech. That's on Saturday. It's going to be the 7 p.m. game on Prime ABC. Time. Prime time. Uh no like we more were, day drinking. Don't know if you get any Herb Street or not. We got Herb Street. We got Herb Street. Yeah. He, he actually went out to where he where he was with the the earthquake what hit. Did you see did you see that uh, video? Yeah, he's like, like he he made fun of himself. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. It, uh used a ten and a half point favorite, seventy eight oh, points on the over under. Should be like 120. With these <laughs> I think teams. it should be a little more. Uh, Texas Tech's I'm coming in the over. Texas right Tech's now. coming off of a 40 to 31 loss at Iowa State. It's kind of a heartbreaker. Um, Iowa State pulled away at the in the last five minutes of the game. Uh, they've been averaging 34 points on offense in Big 12 play, while only giving up 24. So the defense has definitely stepped up ever since they got into Big 12 play, which is kind of weird considering. It's usually, it's usually the opposite for it most is, teams. Yeah. They play their non-conference and they yeah. like play really good defense and they get the Big 12 play and it's like, where's the defense at? <laughs> well, it's been the, compl- where's the beef? been the completely opposite for Texas Tech. because they it's where the offenses are where the defenses. I think it's just the offenses you have to play in the Big 12. Just make your defensive stats look like crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's – I was actually like literally having this conversation with my wife the other day. Like she was like, people – 
talking about bad defenses and stuff, and I was just like, like it's the personnel that is on these teams. Big Twelve teams are able to recruit fast wide receivers, yeah. good quarterbacks, yep. good running backs, but our defensive line linebackers. They're going to SEC. Offensive line, the big guys where you can just like line up and just run it up the middle. Yeah, those guys are going to the SEC. Yep, because those are five star guys. Yeah, but so they got to have smaller, faster guys. So you spread the field out a lot more. Yeah, so that's the difference between, you know, that's why SEC is like always like the big bad thing. But the offenses don't ever seem that great because there's really good because you have all these really good defensive players going to the SEC as well. Yeah. So, uh, what are we looking for in this OU Texas Tech matchup? Go Kyler, go. Go Kyler, go. Go Kyler, go. (laughs) Go Kyler, go, and go defense. That's it. That's it. Got anything, Ed? You you can you can give any any notes here at all. If you want to give a note for Texas Tech, you can. Oh yeah. I, I'm definitely pulling for Texas Tech. Well, of course Always you are. Pulling for Texas Tech. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! By the way, I forgot to mention. Uh, I we almost got the scores right. Last yeah, week. you did. Because yes. you went sixty-two fourteen, and I went fifty-six seventeen. So we were real close. Huh. Um, I seriously thought I had this written down. I still think OU's going to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and that's the thing. I. We should win this game, but I'm really kind of curious to see what the defense is going to do. Let's see what they do here. I mean, yeah. if they can hold Texas Tech to what, under 450 30. yards total offense, maybe keep them under 30 points. That's not happening. Um, I mean, that's going to be a huge win for us, especially with the, the offense that Texas Tech runs. Because, I mean, I know, right? Tech can easily put up 50, 60 points in a game. Yeah. And our defense if you can history, defensive history, has shown to be able to give up that many points. I mean, it was just two years ago. We we gave up what 70, 68 70, points, seventy to sixty three. Yeah, something like. So I want to say that right here. So if you can keep under thirty next week on the podcast, you. Oh wait. Oh, never mind. Oh, see, yeah, just stick sorry. the knife in a little bit. Um, <laughs> basically, my 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 points were uh, got to slow down the passing game of Texas Tech, and then uh, continue to control the ball with the running game. I'm like, yeah. I feel like the running game. I feel like OU has done a really good job the last few weeks of just controlling the clock a lot better. Yeah, you don't even apparently they show they don't think they have the run game. Exactly. Yeah. I, think I mean, they can do that if they can do that. It's like a fast slow approach. My it's like show fast have to figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show fast, stay in rhythm, but not necessarily go fast. Exactly. So. So uh, predictions, final scores. Um, I'm gonna go. Let's do 48. We'll go 48-32 OU. Wow, 48-32. That's a lot closer than I thought you would go. How about you, Ed? You got a final yeah, score I'm projection? I'm going to go 61-17. to 45 OU. Oh, he is picking OU. Yeah. Wow. I didn't say that's not what I said. And he, he went higher win. scoring than I went. <laughs> right? I, I'm right in the middle. I'm right in the middle of you guys. I'm going 56 35. That's a good score. I like it. I mean, it's a 21 point win on the road, which a good win, even if it yeah. is giving up 35 points, which 
I mean, if you can win in Lubbock, I mean, that's still saying something because Lubbock's always a tough place. They're going to throw some tortillas at you. That's for sure. (laughs) So moving on to uh, the other homecoming. Yeah. Top 10 winner, OSU. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Pistols fire. Texas. Hey, guys, it's 9.04. Texas still sucks. Actually, we were walking out of the stadium, and I looked at my wife, and I was like, I'm going to embarrass you for a minute. And then I yelled that (laughs) while other Texas fans were walking out as well. Hanging their heads. Exactly. Uh, But OSU wins 38-35. I mean, wow. Uh, Well, you know, we missed those two field goals. I mean, that would have... Yeah, I mean... It certainly made it a lot closer than it was. The offensive play calling in the first half was spot on. Like... That's the best game. I mean, literally, one one of the one of the points that I said was we have to game plan around the defensive line, and knowing that the offensive line probably couldn't guard their defensive line for us to be able to throw all these forty yard passes that we like to do, we threw tons of hitches, yeah. some slants, some out routes, some you know those some seven yard out routes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of two back um, sets. With uh, throwing flaring one out to the out, it was just like perfect play calling, and it was just like and literally watching. I'm just like, why? Why do we have to be four and three and playing a top ten team right now? And we finally figure out how to do this. Yeah, we could be seven and zero. Yeah, playing. You know, it's probably it's probably a two top ten teams if we're seven and zero. Oh yeah. And then we win this game, and it's a huge victory. And we're, you know, looking at eight and zero going into, yeah, maybe nine and zero going into OU. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's so frustrating when your team can look that good. Mm-hmm. But I gotta take credit though because I actually watched the entire game. So good for you, I think. Uh, I did too. I think if I would have watched all the other games, you might have you might have won. Oh, oh I'm just, I'm just saying. Here. I'm just saying. Cornelius looked fantastic in the game. He looked like he was well, in I, control the entire time. Uh, Yursich, mm-hmm. he was calling all the right plays. Um, About time. And it, it just, I think, and a lot of it, I felt like Gundy was like, "We got nothing to lose." Yeah. Because going for yeah. it twice on fourth and one. Yeah. Did that. And the, not that little the, fake punt the or whatever. fake punt. Oh, that was fantastic. That wasn't a fake pick, but that, we really didn't move on that. I wanna, yeah, I thought. No, you didn't no, move. Nobody didn't, moved. Nobody moved on the offensive line. He yeah, came up, he to, was, and the was, guy was just kind of no, moving. there was a left step. He, he can do that, though. Uh, yeah, I know he can, but they were saying maybe he can. I, I, no. I thought it was fine. They didn't call yeah. it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I thought, yes. That was a good point. First down. It was cool. It felt like. Those games from a few years ago when Gundy knew that we didn't have the personnel, the to, personnel really to really win a game so let's give like that. So we have to kind of we have to be we have to coach better. We have yeah. to game plan better because we don't always have the better players. And that's what it's felt like this year yeah. so far, is that it's just like we have the better players, we're just gonna go out and do what we do right. and we're gonna beat you. And, and I, it hasn't worked. And I think this is gonna make Yellich coach better. I think Gundy's going to make him coach better. I'm sure he's going to get in his ear a little bit, too, about, hey. I hope. Let's, I mean, let's, no more of these deep passes because it ain't Mason Rudolph throwing in James Washington down his ground. Unfortunately, down I can guarantee you against Baylor, we're going to throw that deep pass at least 10 times. <laughs> I can guarantee 
unfortunately. Can we just keep it to five or six? Maybe we'll still win. Maybe. I mean, we still threw the ball deep, but it, it was more. It was in situation. It was in situations that it made sense. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't every play. It call. wasn't literally let first down. The first best, down. Let's throw deep. Second down. Let's half. throw deep. Third down. Let's throw deep. Okay, we've taken ten seconds off the clock, and we're oh, and we're three and out. Let's go sit on the sidelines. Yeah. And our defense gets tired. <laughs> Yeah. This is what happened in the Kansas State game. Yeah. We did that. We literally did that six plays in a row. We threw deep against Kansas State. And then that's when Kansas State marched up and down the field on us, just running 12 12 plays a drive. Our defense was dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. When I was watching that game, I was like, everything just makes sense. Like, any play call or any play that was happening was just like, yeah, that was a good play. That was a good play call there. And it's like, because I didn't, I, I haven't watched any games this year except for this one. And if you would have, if I had no idea what your record was watching that game, I would say you're a top ten team just from watching that game. Right. I mean, we kind of struggled a little bit in the uh, second to, half. To, yeah, towards the end. I mean, if you watch yeah. the first half, definitely. Yeah. Second half was a little. Well, we kind of went away from the tempo. Exactly. Well, the, yes. te- Texas. Texas also started stopping the run a little bit better. Yeah. Because we literally had 140 yards rushing in the first half, and I think we ended up with like less than 200 in the game. So we literally got eight, 60 more yards the rest of the game so after the first eight half. Eight guys in the box on us. Yeah, I mean, daring us to throw. We we had to, yeah. we kind of went away from Tylen Wallace, who had nine catches for 160 something yards in the first half, and then only like two catches for 60 yards in the second half. So they kind of started taking away what we had been doing in the first half. Texas made some adjustments, and well, they're well coached. They are. I, I, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought Texas was going to be a much better team than what everyone was giving them credit for. Yeah, and they they played well. Yeah, Texas. I mean, yeah, yeah. Texas didn't play well in the first quarter, and we got 260 yards of offense on them, and that set the tone for the game. Mm-hmm. And just running and it, at that point. And l- l- literally, if we don't have a 17-point lead at halftime, we probably don't win that game. Yeah, I, I just I was worried. I said, okay, here we are up on Texas again. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah. I've seen You know, four of their six biggest comebacks have come against an, OSU. Yeah, because they, they threw that graphic. Yeah, they threw that graphic up, yeah. and it was just like, well, yeah. is this going to happen today? Exactly. Yeah, I was uh, thinking that before the graphic went. I was like, oh. Yeah. So, uh, like, okay, so Corn Dog, 23 of 34, 321 yards, two, three touchdowns through the air, two on the ground. The clinching touchdown, yep. third and 10. And then- <laughs> I'm, like, literally, we're standing in the stands, we're, and, like, I have an old high school coach that, sta- uh, that sits okay. behind me. Um, Did he call and him? I literally look at him, I'm like, what do you call here? Because I'm just like, I'm like, do we run? do we run the do we run the ball or do we actually try the fade? Because literally, we didn't throw a fade we did at one. all. We did one and it, it was it was bad. Oh yeah yeah one, okay yeah, you did we, one yeah okay, you did we threw one. one yeah I was like but usually that's the thing and that's the, the when, when we get when we get to the end zone we just throw three fades and we're just like all right cool and hopefully we catch one. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't consider the Tylen Wallace into on the fourth and one the touchdown right before halftime. I don't consider that a fade. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean. He was actually throwing to him, and he just he got mossed. Yeah, <laughs> Tylen Wallace, that dude's a bad He's motherfucker. Yeah. That uh, dude's bad. But literally, yeah, we were both like, I can see, I could see him 
faking the run. And, and Wallace blocked on that play. Yeah. yeah. It was it was, so, it was so the same Bradford play. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it was such a gutsy move. And I don't know if you guys saw, when he got up, the excitement. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've seen, because I mentioned it a few weeks ago. I was like, I don't see fire out of Corndog. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I had well, seen. I think he'd been beaten down with the last couple of yeah. years. Yeah. I'd seen, I saw the fire in his eyes, and, and he was excited and everything. It was just like, yes, that's the guy that we need. He has to be that guy yeah. for us. Yeah, as long as it's, you know, you get some good little passes for him. Exactly. Make him get beat up back there. Defense held Texas to 119 yards on the ground, which is <laughs> tremendous because I feel like they were just going to run the ball down our throats. Running, running exactly. Through. Yeah. And, and I really do feel like Ellinger's shoulder injury really limited running. their play calling. Mm-hmm. Because he took they a good hit too. They didn't. Game. They didn't do the QB run as much as I thought they were going to. Right. Um, we you held him, him to five. Mm-hmm. We held him to five of fifteen passing in the first half, which is a lot of the reason why it was thirty-one to fourteen at halftime. But he made. There was a couple passes that he made. Throwing over there, at AJ Green. Hey, well, that's the other thing. Like <laughs> literally all season long, everyone's been throwing at Rodarius Williams. And Rodarius Williams has done a good job. I'm not saying he's done a bad job. I mean, the volume enough, you're going to let enough some go by you. Exactly. You know I mean? But literally, most teams have not thrown, maybe throw a couple passes towards A.J. Green an entire game. And for some reason, Texas's game plan. And But it might have also been, because I, I actually was, because usually OSU plays a, um, their corners play a field, the field and the, uh, I don't know the X's and O's name of it, but usually one of them plays one side of the field and one play like the wide side of the field mm-hmm. and one plays the, the short side of the field. Mm-hmm. Is how they at least that's how they used to play last year with Spencer. AG, maybe AG I Green alone. Maybe I just haven't been paying that close right. of attention this year. But it looked like AJ Green was on Colin Johnston. Yeah. All the time. And that that's Colin Johnston is actually considered the one of the top, top three. three wide receivers. That could be in the draft next right, year, right? Yeah, and so that's where you know Ellinger, Ellinger kept going. His stock, oh, totally. Yeah, if you can elevate any more. Um, special teams giveth, and unfortunately they take it away. <laughs> uh, signer for Heisman again. I'm, I'm back on that train after this yeah. game. 57 yard punt, and then Texas's player decides to run backwards what? for some reason. Right, gets tackled at, <laughs> at the, the two yard line, which. You guys saw it on TV. I was there. Yeah. It was in my end zone, but I'm like, that was a holding penalty in the yeah in, in oh, the yeah, end yeah. zone. Yeah, it was two. There were two. There was yeah. one. Then the next play after that, two plays in a row. Like, yeah, it it we, we were like yelling and screaming, like that's in the end zone. That should be a safety. Yeah. Like so many. Well, they called it, it on the wrong player. Like oh, they showed they? the re- yeah, they showed the replay. But he and was the in the end zone too. He didn't hold him though. It was the uh, left end. Like the guy but was the going guy by him, and he basically just was tackled. in the end zone as well. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know, but I, I watching the replay. The guy they called it on had a clean block on him, and the guy that they should have called it to him, the your defensive end beat him around the corner, and he just kind of like laid on him and tackled yeah, him. Yeah, that's so what that, I mean. That should have been the safety. Yeah, I, we, like, and the Which funny that thing is, sealed the game. It, it, yeah, it was funny because like we were like. On the punt return, so many people were like calling for the safety, and I'm like, no. Like both me and the coach were like, 
God, oh, some of our fans are so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then yes. that happens, and like me and him were like two of the people that are like, we're like, that's a safety. That's a, yeah. that's a safety. Yeah. And like no one else knew. Kirk, what was Kirk going was saying, that's a safety. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, but unfortunately, Amendola missed a couple of field goals in the second half. Well, one was 41, and the other one was like 20. Yeah. And it, I really well, thought that might have killed you guys, but. I feel like the first one, I mean, he yanked it. And then he was like, on the second one, he was kind of worried that he was going to yank it again. Yeah. And so he ended up just kicking it straight instead of trying to pull yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So he just pushed it out to the right. Big. St- another thing, we have led. We have we're like leading the Big Twelve in penalties. We only had four penalties yes. in this entire game. Well, we still had our kicker kick it out of bounds again. Yeah. That's five, you, that's it's five I, games in a row. That's when I texted oh, wow. you, ugh. <laughs> oh, is that why? I thought it was. Uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, so three penalties. and two. I think two of them were against A.J. Green on dumb uh, pass interference calls. One which, was right and one was. Yeah, exactly. One was, well, the, the first one was that one. We were like, what are you calling that on? Like, yeah. literally, he was. ran in front of the receiver and then they just got tangled up. Yeah. I'm like, if anything, it should have been offensive pass. Yeah. But I guess there was a holding or something at the very beginning of the route is what yeah. is what I saw on Twitter. I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. But what we were looking for in this game, defense had to step up, make some stops. Yeah. They did? Did that. Yeah. Like, yep. So defense played big. Yeah. Uh, game plan around the Texas D-line. Been talking about that the entire time. That offensive game plan in the first half was perfect. Do it again. Um, and you were looking for Justice Hill to make an impact. I mean, he had 92 yards, um, ran really well, especially in the first first half. Yeah. Um, Chubba Hubbard even got in on the act with yeah. uh, nine carries for 80 yards. So, I mean. I think it was a good balance list, you guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like the two back set back there because you don't know which way they're going to go. Yep. Um, well, and what we do with that, we don't we don't huddle, and right, so they can't get off the field. The defense can't, so we run them out, and then we we take turns with those guys when they yeah. get tired and let them rest up. I think it's good. So, uh, just caught up in the Thunder game about that twenty zero run. We just outscored the Clippers thirty nine to ten in the third quarter. That's a good third quarter. That's a, that's a, that's a really of the last game. really good third quarter. Yeah. So we're up. You know, we were up by uh, I think it's like it was ninety three seventy seven. Yeah, point. it was sixteen points. Point. I think. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. Uh, our predictions for the OSU game, I predicted 37-27. So I almost had our score right on the nose. You picked Texas, unfortunately. Yeah. So <laughs> Shame. 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 Uh, so this Shame. next week, OSU heads down to Waco to play Baylor. Uh, game's on Saturday at 11 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. OSU's going into the game as a seven and a half point favorite. That's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, so this last week, Baylor lost 58-17 at West Virginia. Uh, they've been allowing 187 yards rushing on the ground. And offensively, offensively they're, they're actually decent offensively, gaining 450 yards a game. I bet we get 250 yards rushing this game. I hope so. I mean, maybe, maybe everyone was just inspired by the... By Barry Sanders and the War Pigs being in the house, dude. But. Those uniforms were sick. <laughs> these are great. I love those uniforms. I even tweeted about. It. I was like, man, these uniforms are straight. I wear the rest of the year. I, I'm okay with yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just wear a combination. Wear 
uh, where the whites, the old white throwbacks yeah. in Baylor. Yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good yeah, with seeing it. Seeing that the old OSU logo like took me back to my childhood, and I was like, man, that's pretty. Well, the thing cool. is, is like realizing that the '88 throwback and like. Les Miles kind of brought it back yeah, in the 2000s because yeah. basically it was the 2000s yeah. uniforms as well. It just a little bit different, but yeah. not not much different. Yeah. So. Uh, so what are we looking for in this Baylor-OSU matchup? Go Corn Dog, go. Go defense. I think we need a good running game. Yeah. I like that. I think, that it, we, we, I think hopefully we'll game plan properly, right? So if West Virginia can put up that much against them, we used to get 250. And then that keeps Corn Dog on his short passes. Well, I don't yeah. actually know how much. They're just averaging 187 yards allowed. I don't know what West Virginia did yeah. to them. Yeah. West Virginia probably ran for 300 or so on them. Yeah. I mean, it's almost this, should it should be almost the same game plan going in every week. You got to let Justice Hill eat. I mean, you got to get him some touches. Um, maybe even get Chuba Hubbard going. I mean, you're going to have to. Get them both going. Yeah. yeah. Get, run yeah. him off the defense. Let's get or J.D. Run, King going. Yeah. Hell run, yeah, run guy. Off, He's been missing the ball. Run run your offense off, you know, your run action and just get get those two guys involved and then just let Corndog just manage the game. And don't throw deep. Don't throw deep. Just take the same game take plan you had against Texas. Maybe take a couple of shots. It, it never hurts to take a couple shots. No. It's when you do it six times in a row. Right. That's when it's just like. Right. That's harder defense. It, that's yeah. when you start pulling your and hair run out. Corn dog and I don't more. have much hair to pull. Yeah, yeah. Out. I mean, run Corndog more. I mean, he's shown in, in the Texas game that he's able to move. I mean, we've been saying it all year long. That, have. That yeah. Corndog is a good runner. Yeah. I mean. He's not a yeah, he's got great, but he's good. He's I mean, not. He's he, not quick. And, and they've been picking the spots. He's big enough that he can yeah. that he can pick up like the yards. I loved. The I loved them going on that fourth and one, going under center. Yeah, I was just all like, I was all like, oh, we're really throwing him back to 1988 right here. Yeah, and then it was a play action to the tight end. I was just like, oh, that's so pretty. <laughs> so pretty. That's what Gundy would have done. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for the defense to create some turnovers. I mean, if they can create some turnovers early in that, because I think there's two games in a row now that OSU hasn't gotten a turnover right. after we, 33 we, straight. We like, yeah. Which is insane that they did that. But yeah. uh, get some early turnovers, put Baylor away early. Yeah. Um, and then just, yeah, I'm right there with you. Run the ball. I, I, 250 yards is a great number for us. I'm going with a prediction of 45 to 35. I'm, give, I'm giving Baylor a lot more points than probably should, but we have not stopped anybody. We have not blown out a team on the road. Well, this is the week in at least th- in at least three years. Yeah. I mean, you got to. I'm, I'm doing 55, 17. Yeah, you got to take the momentum from the Texas game, and I think that they're going to be able to do it because I mean, like you said, there's really nothing to lose now. So I think they just kind of come out and play balls. balls actually, out. I f- actually, I feel like uh, their their butt cheeks are going to be tight because. Going into the Texas game, they had nothing to lose because they had to win two games to get to bowl eligibility. Now against this Baylor game, they have to win. Yeah. To I mean, it, it could be, but I, I I think that the momentum is just with them, and I don't think Baylor's good enough. So, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to score a ton of points. So I'll go 38-14. 38-14. I, I mean, I like y'all's scores a lot better. I mean, last week, I, I – I, no, wait, I did go Texas last week. Yeah, yeah, you. I did Texas. go Texas. Yeah, I, 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 Texas. I gave you crap last week, but yeah. or a while ago. But no, I picked Texas as well because I remember I was like, I'm reverse jinxing us. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, this, this was my reverse jinx. It week, worked, and it worked. It worked. All right, so we'll move on to uh, 
the top 10 just got released the first official rankings uh, from the CFP so we're gonna start it start at one go to 10 and just kind of talk about them uh, Alabama is one yeah kind of yeah. seems obvious Clemson at two that seems to be obvious to you. LSU at three not Notre Dame huh? Notre Dame at four huh. which I, I feel like LSU has some really impressive they wins have a loss this year? oh yeah because this is this is the real this the, is the official the official ranking this is the okay. official rankings I'm looking I at some LSU had a though. loss LSU does have a loss but LSU has three top ten, top ten wins. wins. Uh, number five, just on the outside, we're looking at Michigan and Georgia at six. Ooh, that's a slap to OU. OU at seven. Washington State at eight. Wow, that's a big jump for them. Kentucky at nine and Ohio State at ten. Uh, they have two losses, right? Ohio State has just one loss. Oh, just one? Oh. Yeah, they lost to Purdue a couple oh, weeks ago. that counts as two. <laughs> any any thoughts of like about where teams are here? Or? I mean, UCF is getting the shaft right now, being behind a six and two Florida team. I mean, but, but we all know that UCF and the smaller schools are never going to get any credit right. for it, and they might not beat Florida. I mean, that, that's the thing. If, of course, if, that's what you say. Though, if UCF then, and Florida right. were to play each other, most people would say Florida would probably win that game, and they might. But what we are saying with these rankings, though, I mean, if they can't all play everybody, and no one's going to go out and like you guys said last no. week, no one's going to go play them because that's a lose lose. Right. Exactly. If you beat them, you're like, eh. Yeah. And if you lose, you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we know Alabama and LSU play each other this week. Right. And Kentucky and Georgia play each other. Kentucky and Georgia play each other this week. And so we have Notre two top. So, yeah, so, so there's going to be some shakeup. So there's, we another, have some, there's another big game, too. Notre Dame plays Northwestern. Okay. So I don't know. I think Northwestern they just, they may. Just no, Northwestern didn't get put in the top 25. So Who did they just beat? Wisconsin. No. Uh, Northwestern beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah, it was yeah. Wisconsin. Um, I mean, we're looking. Where's Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State is not ranked, no. which. That doesn't shock me, really, being 5-3. and three. How far Texas? Uh, Texas is at 17 mm-hmm. with their two losses, um, which yeah. I actually kind of thought they might be lower because, because, because their Oklahoma first State. loss was against Maryland. I figured they'd yeah. probably make that a, but they did beat OU. a bad loss. So that makes them look good, you know, I guess. It's true. They did beat OU. <laughs> <laughs> but if this plays out, basically, I mean... Most likely, unless Georgia beats, unless Alabama loses in the SEC championship game or loses twice, I think Alabama's in. Yeah. So I, what we would, so what does OU need here? I know I'm not playing that thing. So let's have LSU win. If LSU wins, then most likely that hurts OU. Right? Your top four is probably still your top four. I think that hurts OU yeah. at that point. I mean, right now yes. you really need Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame to win out. You need LSU. You need LSU and, Georgia and Michigan and Georgia to all lose. Yeah, I bet though if you had go ahead and have which could Notre all Dame yeah. drop a game though they'll drop out of it too. If Notre Dame loses, they're out. But but well, then, I don't know. I think Notre Dame still probably has a good chance even if they lose one. I don't think I don't they think do because so, they don't have a conference championship game. So they yeah. I don't think they have a yeah. So if LSU Notre Dame, so let's say LSU if LSU beats Alabama, top four is still the same. Exactly this week. Yeah, is Alabama drops. But then LSU and Georgia probably play, or LSU and 
Kentucky probably playing the SEC championship game. Yeah, let's say if Kentucky wins that. The that bring winner of that game probably moves into the top four. LSU probably drops out. Yeah. Because with two losses at that point. Yeah, they, yeah if LSU loses again, they're, they'll drop out. And then, of course, the and it's, I think it's just the one loss teams. It's going to kind of jumble everything. Michigan up. and Ohio State. It's yeah. they're going to both be one loss teams. I think the biggest thing is OU now possibly could have to play West Virginia two weeks in a row for the Big Twelve championship. And I mean, West Virginia right now. I is, mean, Texas only has their one loss in conference. Well, West Virginia and Texas play this week. Oh, okay. So the winner, the winner of that game is still going to be in the. Right. The front front right. runner seat. Iowa State still technically has is a chance in, as well. Is it in West Virginia? Or? No, it's in Austin. Hmm. So that doesn't mean anything though. But okay, so say West Virginia beats Texas, and then they continue to win on, and then Thanksgiving weekend OU goes up to West Virginia and beats beats them. At that point, they're probably in the top ten, but. You beat them, they fall out of the top 10, probably like 15 or so. Turn around the next week, beat them again. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't matter. They probably fall down to like 22. I mean, it's still, a, I guess, does the does the committee give you credit for beating a top 15 team twice? Right. Or do they just say, eh, mm. they beat them. They should yeah. beat them, yeah. No. You know, I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing. I think Texas needs to win out so we can play him again in the Big 12 championship. I mean, you needed to, but OSU didn't. Yeah. Oh, OSU kind of Sorry about that. that. Well, yeah. I think everyone in the Big 12 is hating OSU right now because of it. Because I really I do think... I, I mean, OU is actually higher than I thought that they probably would be in this ranking. Wait, I, actually, thought, I actually thought they were going to be 24th? No, I didn't think that. <laughs> I, I was concerned that Ohio State would be ahead of them. Yeah. And if that's the case, then then the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game would be ahead of them. You right. play to win the game. Hello. Exactly. Thanks, Aaron. So uh, let's do some college football pick 'em. This last week, we both got six correct. Sweet. I'm still ahead. So I'm still ahead. We'll I'll get, get you next week. Oh. oh. <laughs> so. Uh, Let's we'll get straight into the games here. Uh, West for number twelve, West Virginia at number fifteen, Texas. I'll take Texas. I'm going Texas as well. Yeah. I, I with it being in Austin, I just feel like Texas can pull it out. And yeah. Texas, Texas didn't play bad. No. In that game, I just they just got off to a slow start. Exactly. And, yeah. OSU had the perfect game plan. Yeah. And took advantage. We'll go West Virginia. Okay. Hey, like, we'll, <laughs> hey, wait till next week when we get. To, oh. Aww. Number six, Georgia at number 11, Kentucky. At Kentucky? At Kentucky. Kentucky. It, this makes me really oh, want to take Kentucky. For, for, how do you go against the Bulldogs? You don't go against the Bulldogs. Right. I mean, I got to make up some ground, so I'm going to go Kentucky. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's, it's going, a, it's a tough decision. Yeah, uh, with it being in Kentucky, I just I don't know if Kentucky's ready for that. In the end that of that spotlight. last game, though, to come back and do that. I don't know. I, I mean, they, they beat totally Florida in Florida. First time in 40-something years. Yeah. So, I mean, they got it. I, I think they got it in them. So, yeah, I'm going to go Kentucky. I got Kentucky. I'm going Georgia. Never bet against the Bulldogs. Number 19, Iowa at Purdue. He, he didn't bet against a Cardinal last week. That, that, that backfired against me. 
though they were ahead. I know. I thought you'd done it right. When that game, when that game was at halftime, I was like, "All right, I made the right pick." <laughs> and then there, and then Stanford's offense just disappeared in the second half. Yeah, um, like Lux shoulder. Oh, who you got? Um, I'm going Iowa. Yeah, I think they can beat Purdue. Yeah, Purdue really kind of just laid an egg after I that big upset. So yeah, I'll go. Yeah, okay. Iowa. Uh, number fourteen, Penn State at number five, Michigan. Michigan, all day. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Michigan still has a chance to get yeah. in the playoff, and you picked them for the playoff. Yeah, Michigan. You were dogging him after that. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. I was, I was I, like, well, I don't know, man. But the team that played. But literally, if you were to watch Michigan games, that game if you watch that Michigan-Notre Dame game that first week, and you watch Michigan play this last week, Harbaugh looks, has got it looks like two out. different teams. Yeah. He Harbaugh has figured out, and his offensive staff have figured out what's best for Shea Patterson, yeah. mm-hmm. and they've started to adjust Wait, the offense. That's good coaching. That's good coaching. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I have never said Jim Harbaugh is a bad coach. Oh, no, Jim Harbaugh and Billy Donovan need to get together and have a have a party exactly <laughs> um so i picked penn state to make the playoff right but i'm going michigan here because you know you're you're, you're wrong yeah penn state's not making the yeah. playoff no especially uh, McSor- is mcsorley still hurt i don't know i hadn't, got, even, hadn't he, even heard of that yeah so. he got hurt in the did game. he get hurt against iowa last week yeah, yeah. i mean the thing is like I iowa okay. iowa beats up on people yeah and it can affect you that next week, mm-hmm. and now you're going to play an even better team yep. at their place. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, Michigan, They're I think, wins win that one. Ass. Number 24, Boston College at Virginia Tech. I'm going VT. Boston College. Yeah. I'm going with the fight in Ryan McGee's. Yep. I'll take Vatek. All right. I'm the opposite of that too. Number 16, Utah at Arizona State. Utah. <laughs> That's easy. Go Herm. Herm the worm. Herm's not winning that game. Yeah, I'm going Utah. Herm's not winning that game. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Herm. Hey, I got to make up some ground quick. Number 17, Houston at SMU. Houston. Houston. Yeah, Houston. SMU's not good. Number three, Notre Dame at Northwestern. Notre Dame. I'm going Notre Dame as well. I mean, Northwestern has the... as yeah. to make the upset. They have a really good engineering school. Northwestern <laughs> right now is the uh, leading Big Ten West yeah. contender. They got stuff. They got something to play for. Uh, not against Notre Dame. It's yeah, a non-conference yeah, game. Okay. Number one, Alabama, Alabama at number four, Alabama. LSU. Alabama. Going at- with. I'm going with the upset. This Why game, this game's a fourteen. Alabama's a fourteen and a half point favorite. Oh, I in this take game. the spread then. I'm taking LSU. Okay. Final score. I need a final score. Give me a final score. How many Alabama, times? How many more times can I, can I say final score? Alabama 105, LSU negative 74. Wow, that's <laughs> the over under on that is weird. <laughs> 31. Um. No, I, I mean, Alabama, I mean, just, they just look too good. And, I mean, it is going to be the first time that uh, Tagaluovoa, or, does that say that right? Sure. Sure. I just call him Tua. I just Tua. call him Tua. Yeah. Um, Everyone gonna, knows who you're talking about. Yeah, that's it's probably going to be the first time he's going to have to play all four quarters this year. 
So I don't think Alabama's necessarily going to blow them out, but I think it would still be a pretty good score, like 45-20-28. 45-28. That's a high score. That's a, that's, a high, that's a big 12 game right there. Yeah. I was going to say 45-24. Yeah. So I was already had 45 for Alabama. I hadn't decided on the uh, LSU score, but I think it's – you know, I'll go 45-35. Twenty-three, twenty-one, covering the spread. I had to cover LSU. the spread. LSU. Yeah, I mean, if LSU is going to have a chance to win, it's going to have to be a low-scoring game. Oh yeah. So I mean, I mean they're, LSU, they're not going to be able to go blow been the been better this year than they, yeah. they've been in the past. But. They have, but they're not going to be able to go blow blow I've for blow LSU with covering. Alabama. I just don't think they'll win. Yeah. Stanford at Washington. We all know I'm going Cardinal. Right. Because I don't bet against the Cardinal. Yeah. Well, it's not Washington State, so I'm going to go with Stanford. Yeah, I'll go Stanford. All right, let's move on to the pros, where they get paid for this shit. Yeah. Talk about the Broncos? No, you guys ready shit. to talk about the Broncos? They, some they lost. They move lost. on. Move on. Demarius got traded. Move on. I, I, I thought they played well, actually. I mean, the, a we bad, always play the, well against the Chiefs. The third quarter. Yeah. The third quarter was bad. Yeah. Um, letting Sammy Watkins kind of get loose. Get yeah. loose. I mean, having Todd Davis cover Sammy Watkins is, makes, makes so much you sense. Like, sense yeah. Cover him a little better. All you do is hit that little kid. And then, like in the fourth quarter, they, they had a chance because the defense started playing well again. Actually, yeah. got some pass rush in the fourth quarter. A couple turnovers end up hurting. Um, which, yes, Case Keenum hit through an interception. But I don't feel like it was his fault. No. I don't know. If, I don't know if you saw it or not. Was it was it was a flea flicker, <clears throat> yeah. And Lindsey almost flea flicked it over Keith Keenum's head, and then he like as soon as he got it, he threw it on an out route, and the defender had to make a diving, diving catch edge. in front of the receiver yeah. to get it. So I don't feel like it was Keenum's fault. Um, so play, it's, everything's Keenum's fault. That, that timing has to be better on that play. And it was I mean, what happened? Team. What happened when he went on bootlegs and uh, out oh. of the pocket? Looked like a great like, quarterback, that, didn't he? That's what we should be doing every game. Mm-hmm. At least half exactly. the time. Exactly. Uh, we were looking for, could the defense slow the Chiefs' offense down again? I thought they did they actually did. a pretty good yeah. job of it. I mean, and running the ball, ball to control the clock. Uh, they did a decent job. I mean, both uh, Lindsey had 95 yards. Devontae Booker had 78 yards. Yeah. Um, and there was about 60 yards worth of running plays that got called back on holding calls. Yeah, I saw all those. So, I mean, it was inopportune penalties once again rearing their head mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, we both predicted the Chiefs to win. Uh, you went a little bit higher scoring, 35-24. I went 27-17. So, we were both kind of wrong. But, like you said, DT was traded to the Texans. Mm-hmm. How do you all feel about that? The Texans... Wide receivers. Because you well, look at the stats, those two guys next to each other since mm-hmm. 2013, they're like number two and like number six or something. Yeah. Considering DT was like, what did we say at the beginning of the year? He had to play 14 games to be the third longest. And, and you yeah. said you didn't think he would make it the whole season. I you did. Were right. I did. Yeah. And so now he's going to go down like to the fourth or fifth yeah. longest tenured Bronco yeah, ever. But he's yeah. second behind Rod Smith and catches and t- uh, yeah. yards. Yeah. And touchdowns or something. I mean, I think it's just a move that John's trying to make to save his ass. Honestly, I mean, I, I mean, we, I, I don't think, I don't think we, this year. I mean, I said at the beginning of the year I didn't think they were going to re-sign him anyway. Yeah. So they're just trying to get something for him. Yeah. Wait, a third four, round? Fourth round pick. Fourth round? 
conditional fourth round. Yeah. Was it a conditional? Because I sent a seventh round pick with DT for the fourth round, so I didn't figure it. Figure it was conditional yeah. fourth round. I mean, it wasn't like a, a fool's a fool's gold or whatever. Fool's I mean, that, like we've said, trades treasure. in the NFL aren't no. like. Yeah, I, I still it's I not just, blockbuster. I, st- I still don't know how the Raiders got a first round pick out of the Cowboys. Wait, yes, I do because Jerry Jones is an idiot. Right, he's not an idiot. Yes, he is. Amari guys, Cooper, come on, no, first round pick. No, I, I, I think it's going to be fine. You have got to look at over the years. Unless you tra- unless you get a different quarterback, it's not going to matter who you Cowboys. have. I'm not a Cowboys fan either, but you have to look at over the last what ten years or so. Like they're like third or something in like. With the way they've handled their 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 players, so just for, just ahead of Green Bay, so. Well, Dak's trash. So I mean, I don't care who you put out in wide receiver. You could put Jerry yeah. Rice out there, and Dak would still be a trash quarterback. Case Keenum, Dax. Case Keenum or Dax? Yeah, Case Keenum. Dak. I would go Dax. He's shown with a running game that he can actually do something. Yes. Case Keenum. Well, is- any quarterback with a running game can do a little something. But that, I mean, that's what Dax can. That Dax has to have the running game, or he can't perform. He doesn't have any. So far, Case Keenum hasn't done anything. Case Keenum just has a terrible offense. Yeah, it's a bad offensive. It's a bad scheme. Scheme for him. Um. So this next week, oh, the Broncos play the Texans. Wonderful. Yeah, isn't that weird? And they're going to lose to that. <laughs> Demarius is probably going to go off for like 250 and like eight <laughs> touchdowns and just, yeah. Uh, the game's on Sunday at 3 p.m. on CBS. Uh, the Broncos are actually a one-point favorite. Chris Harris Ooh. to just knock Demarius off his ass. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, what are you talking about? Bradley Roby's going to be covering him. Oh, that's oh, right, because Harris will be on. On Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, he'll have to That's going to be terrible. Yeah. Thomas is going to go Thomas off on yeah, this game so off. bad. I'm thinking 220 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, so the Texans <laughs> won this last week 42-23 on Thursday versus the Dolphins. So they've actually had a few extra days to prepare for this game. Um, and the Texans are on a five-game winning streak after starting 0-3. <coughs> I think he just took a little bit for Deshaun Watson to get his legs underneath him, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, he came off a huge injury. <laughs> yeah, with no preseason, basically. Yeah. So, I'm, what I'm are you guys looking for in this Broncos Texans game? Can we just contain them under forty points? That'd be great. Uh, Vance Joseph gets fired at halftime. <laughs> that does not happen. I don't think that prediction. <laughs> I mean, we, had, we had a play, we had an NFL player retire at we'll the talk, halftime. We'll talk. We'll, we'll see if that one happens next week. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, I think uh, the Broncos Broncos have to create some turnovers oh, to yeah. stay in this game. They have to. Um, and three. They ba- basically hope to contain Deshaun Watson at this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the 27-21 Texans win. Yeah. What's the spread? I'll agree with it, that. Broncos are a one-point favorite as of... Is it, oh, is it in Denver? Of, that's bef- no, it's it, in Houston. No, it's in Houston. Oh, in Houston. Wow. Well, I'm taking that all No, it isn't. It isn't. Oh, it isn't Denver. Denver. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because I have the kicker. I'll take it a little closer. I'll, I'll probably put like the Kansas City score on at 23-20, Texans. The final score is 30-23. Well, I was thinking about the earlier game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because no, that was I'm in Denver. Go, uh, 38-24, Houston. So we're all taking the Texans. So maybe we're going for the reverse yeah. jinx. Reverse it, jinx, reverse it, jinx. It worked against Texas last week. Yeah. Come on, Sutton Showtime. Apparently, it's Sutton Showtime. I like yeah, him. It's his turn. I yeah, like I him too. I like him. I think yeah. he's really going to yeah. be really good. 
Uh, I think Deshaun Hamilton. Is Royce Freeman back in that game? Uh, he he, he was out this last game with an ankle yeah. injury. I don't know if he'll be back okay. yet or not. Uh, moving on to the Steelers. Wave those terrible towels. Uh, Who that? Steelers won 33-18 over the Browns. That was an easy game. So Big Ben, 24-36. team with no coach. Yeah, right. 257 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, James Conner went off for 146 yards, a couple touchdowns, at 66 yards receiving. Um, AB, six catches, 74 yards, a couple touchdowns. Defense only allowed 237 yards in this game. Hey, hey, like, look, what, dude, it, dude, it's Cleveland. It's Cleveland, exactly, right? <laughs> Uh, it's like the OU being all happy about stopping. Cle- Cleveland was 3 of 13 on third down. Uh, Steelers got two sacks, 10 tackles for loss, uh, defended four passes, got an interception late in the game to basically uh, ice it. Um, I mean, I was looking for a no turnover type game. Steelers didn't do that. They had, I'm gonna call, I call it three turnovers. They had a fumble, a interception, and then they had a on a free kick after a safety. For some reason, everyone forgot the rules, and a free kick is a free kick. Means no one has to touch it. And the Steelers just forgot this rule, and they didn't touch the ball at all, and the Browns recovered it at the, like, 30-yard line. I didn't see the game. So... They just kicked it. They kicked it. And, like, well, Switzer thought that the up man fair caught, waved a fair catch it, and then he missed it, and the ball bounced, and and Switzer just let it go. Oh, no. If if, if the Steelers get that, they can just run it in. Can't they just take the ball in? No, they can't can't advance a a free kick, but they can. They get the ball. But they got got the ball without it touching anyone, even though it was a. Yeah, it's, it's basically just like a kickoff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the other thing, we said we said they, these teams were different than the first week, but then you actually watch the like they look exactly the same. <laughs> the Browns got three turnovers and couldn't score. <laughs> it looked exactly the same. So the game looked quite a bit the same. Hey, with with different quarterbacks. With a different quarterback. But yet it was the same. Huh. How's that? How's that rookie of the year campaign going for yeah. Baker? Hey, he won rookie of the week, so it's when? still going strong. When this last week against the Steelers? Yes. God, how many rookies are playing? Like literally, how bad? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How bad was the rookies this That's week? That's what I'm saying. How does that? How does that Lindsay not get that? Seriously, ninety-five yards and three touchdowns. There's no way. That or it might have been week before last. Okay. okay, but I mean, he's still he's yeah. Yeah, I know he leads the four rookie quarterbacks in pass completion percentage at 57.5%. Sounds about right. So good. 57.5%. It's a great percentage. Did you see how good Norv Turner's doing for uh, Cam Newton's percentages this year? No. Is it pretty good? He's like 10% Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you're kind of a bandwagon Cleveland fan over there. Right. They fired Hugh Jackson. Yep. Um... About time. Lincoln Riley, right? Yeah, Lincoln Riley's Lincoln next. Lincoln Riley's not going to that dumpster fire. No. <laughs> no. If anything, if... Um, Lincoln Riley, the Broncos? No. If uh, well, I, I think they'd take that, too, in a heartbeat. <laughs> but I think if um, 
Jason Garrett doesn't make it out this year, I think they might try to go after Lincoln for the Cowboys job. Literally everybody would be calling Lincoln Riley if right. the, yeah. the Cowboys are going to call for Right. No, I, but yeah, I, don't, I think hey, Bob Stoops would probably go to Cleveland this before anybody week, else. Uh, they, just the call Cowboys. Bob Stoops. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Bob just Stoops would Bob probably Stoops. take the Cleveland job before Lincoln would did take you see it. That though? The Cowboys called Nick Satan, Satan this week. Oh, did they? Yeah, to ask about Cooper. <laughs> character witness. Yeah, that's mm. a character witness. That's all it was. Uh, so uh, you predicted a Browns victory, so you were so wrong. I predicted 27-20. So, I mean, they played a lot better than that. Yeah. Uh, this next week for the Steelers, they head to Baltimore to play the Ravens on yeah. Sunday at you 12 p.m. have that many sloppy play against the Ravens. Oh, no, days. definitely not. Uh, they're actually a three-point underdog. Right. Uh, the Ravens lost this last week 36-21 to in Carolina, which was kind of shocking that they allowed that many points, um, as the Ravens have the best defense in the league. Um, but they've struggled to run the ball so far this year. So those are things that need to take advantage of. Um, I'm looking for the Steelers to score early and then let James Conner eat, basically. Yeah. Good game plan. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with a prediction of 24 to 17 terrible towns. Anybody else want to throw a score out there? No, that's good. I'm good like with it. that. You like, like it? it? Let's go. Uh, oh, let's get more. Let's, let's do. Uh... Let's make it 48. 38. 48 to 3. 31 to 20. Did you say 48 to 1? <laughs> Do what? Did you say 48 to 1? Yep. <laughs> How do you get 1? No, 48 to 3. Actually, there is a way of scoring just one point. That's 2. No, and on a 2 point conversion, if you return it, it's only 1 point. Oh, I thought it was 2 points. Two points. No, defense. Oh, okay. It's only 1 point. All right. Yeah. Huh. I thought it was 2. Fair I enough. thought even if you block an extra point runner back, it's two. That's an extra point. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Eliminator Challenge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I picked the Patriots this last week. Good choice. Patriots won against the Bills because the Bills Suck. are the dumpster fire. Um, and Jeremy picked the Bears over the Jets and came away with a victory as well. Yeah, so we're both sitting at five and three. And my pick, I'm going Chiefs over the Browns. It's a good choice. <laughs> that is an easy choice. <laughs> see Baker Mayfield win that one. He's not winning that one. Hey, new coach. New coach. Same um, as the old coach. Right. Let's go. Yeah, because Greg Williams was a great coach when he was with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that yep. right. Yep. Turned out so well. Hey, just as long as he can bring back. Is he, is he starting to? Is he going to start paying his defensive players for? Yeah, I was going to say hits? as long as he can bring back the the whole bounty thing. Uh, let's go Panthers over Bucks. Panthers over Bucks. I like it. That's when he was at New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Threw uh, Gary Payton underneath the bus so hard. Not Gary Sean Payton. Payton. Sean Payton. It's like Gary Payton. Man, that's <laughs> that's the a glove. Weird, that's a weird one. <laughs> the glove? Why are we to the glove? <laughs> so Ed, I hear you have some baseball questions you you got for us. So we're we're headed into the uh, the meetings, right? We're, we're past the horrible uh, another bad year, I guess, for uh, Yankee fans. Not necessarily because of the team, but because the Red Sox won. Right. So I'm still jip. I'm like so pissed off. Yeah. I am too. I, David I am. Price. I, I so predicted David Price was going to win the MVP, and I was like, oh, he's winning it. He's <laughs> the, he's literally the only pitcher in World Series history to go two and zero 
and have a sub three ERA to not, not win the MVP. And I had, you know what? And I had uh, two Red Sox fans, of course, you know, climb on my ass and get all, you know. Hey, breaking shit. news! Oh, hey, the Thunder, Thunder won, their won second game of the year by eighteen. What? Billy Donovan, nice safe, safe for another week. Safe One for another week. week. Yeah. And they said they thought that Gary, they thought Pierce should win that. And I'm like, well, how, what? How do you not give it to a pitcher who went two and zero with? Yeah. And they were like, no, no, he. That's who he wanted. I said, that's that. That's never happened. And they were like, well, that's just what it should have happened. That's what, and it did. I'm like, yeah. well, chicks just, dig the long so ball. So once again, once again, Red Sox fans are wrong. They're wrong. Red Sox fans, they're always, they're always wrong. wrong. Anyway, so uh, I'm looking at who do the Yankees pursue? Because we need starting pitching, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Patrick Corbin, number one, number one option. Right. I mean, that's the guy that we're because Clayton Kershaw is not going anywhere. Other than I mean, Clayton Kershaw would be dumb to go anywhere. Yeah. And plus, he's he's kind of. I mean, he'd be leaving thirty-four million dollars, like because he has a two-year, sixty-eight million dollar contract. He's not going to anywhere else. If he opts out of that, there's no one that's going to sign him for thirty-four million dollars a year. He's not staying. Yeah, he's staying. He's not changing. He's not going anywhere else. Now, someone else that because David Price could technically opt out. I think David Price might might think about it now, because the literally three weeks three three weeks ago. What's he making? I mean, it's like fifteen twenty million dollars. I think it's like twenty. Actually, it's probably between twenty and twenty five. He's not. I mean, I don't think he will. I would. But three weeks ago, literally no zero zero chance. chance. Now what are we at? Zero chance. Twenty five percent. Now there's at least now there's at least a chance that he might. Now there's a meeting. Yeah, that he might think about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be the first Red Sox player to come over to the. So is that Eagles agree with that though? As Yankee fans, do Patrick you want Corbin me? Would be a great. Do you want David Price? Is that what I you're trying to David say? Price. Well, I mean, he caves under pressure. I want fucking David Price, like as far away from us as possible. Yeah, I mean, we were the only team to ever really just whoop his ass. Let so. him go to Baltimore. <laughs> and let Baltimore whoop our ass. Every no, year? so we're beating David because we killed David yeah, Price. Sure. Hello, I want him at the Red Sox so we can kill him there. Anyway. Yeah. Didn't do us any good this year, did No it? shit. No, I mean... I, we beat him. Because... We beat up on David We beat Price. him. Yeah. Doesn't do us any good because we're not... We didn't win the World Series, did we? No. no. They did. No. I know. And, I know. Hey, I know. <laughs> and kind of, I guess, going off what we were talking about with free agency and everything, we're... I mean, you even said it last week that, you know, why do we have such a good bullpen when all these other trash bullpens are winning World Series? That's we a, have to go get... First time that's happened in a while, though, because look at look at the last few. Years. It's happened the last two years. Yeah, Houston, Houston did it last year. Yeah, Boston true. did it this year. I mean, I mean, the, the way Boston used their bullpen this year, like, I don't think anybody in their right mind would use their bullpen that way. I don't know what Alex Cora was doing. Because literally, if any of those guys don't perform, he's getting he's getting killed right yeah. now. Alex Cora is just getting like Nathan Evaldi goes course. out there and pitches four innings in that eighteen inning game on no days rest. Yeah. He's supposed to start the next in twelve hours yeah. in game four, and he goes out and does like Nathan Evaldi made himself a bunch of money by doing that. Yeah. Yes, he did yes, by he did. pitching well. I mean, I that's actually a guy that we might call because we have a good. He he didn't want to leave the Yankees when we right. let him go, but it was just kind of like we can't justify paying you. This money while you're sitting and out for can. a year. That's right. my other guy, though. So he's either Patrick right. Corbin or Evaldi, right? Both of them. Okay. Go get both. Get of them both. Right. Get, yeah. We got room for it. Yeah, we don't necessarily need a good Just, bullpen. We don't. Well, we. Well, I think. We, I mean, we, we could still get Andrew Miller. He's free. 
I don't want Andrew Miller. He's trash now. Yeah. I mean, I, Robertson, I feel, is going to... Unless Robertson gives us a home count, hometown discount, we don't sign Robertson back. Yeah, because he's going to get some more money because he needs to. He, I think he's he's at that point. But I mean... But I mean, Britain's Britain's a choice is an option. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah he's yeah, he's the other because Britain's like like playing here. So I mean, literally, we could still go into next year with a you know Batances, Cha- Chapman, Chapman Batances, Britain, uh, Britain, Canley. Maybe he gets his mojo back. Um, he was hurt almost all exactly. Year. Exactly, I think that, that hurts a pitcher. And I mean, we're gonna have like um, Luis Saiga. Uh, Johnny Lasagna. Yeah, I think he. I think he'd be really good in a because he literally looks like Mariano. Yeah, when he pitches, and I think he, you could throw him into a late uh, or in, into a bullpen role. Yeah, if he doesn't win the fifth starter role out yeah. of the out of the well, if we go get those training, other two, then he won't. Right. So, I mean, technically, if you look at our team right now, we well, have absolutely. we have two starters right now: Tanaka, Tanaka. And Severino. And Severino. Well, and, that, that's uh, all we have right now. Yeah. Well, Gray's still on the team. Gray's going to be traded. We went with yeah. Ca- Ca- Cashman has said he's traded. I know he's not training, but he's on the team. The other ones are not. He's on not team. on the team. I don't count him as on the team. Okay. CC, I don't think we're going to sign him unless would, he wants to take like a super low deal, incentive laden kind of deal. I think we look at those other two guys and what else is out there. I, I think, feel like J.A. Happ, we need to re sign if mm-hmm. we can get him. Yeah. Go and sign Corbin. So that's your one through four. Yeah. And then, I mean, Evaldi. If we want to throw, if we want to throw, throw some money cash. at Evaldi, we got a fifth starter, and then we got these three guys that are young guys that can fight, fight it out for some bullpen time. Mm-hmm. You know, tri- pitching in AAA. Yeah, we have to watch out for their options. Of course, Jordan McGemory's going to uh, should be back around the All Star break. Yeah, I know, right? So, what we do with that? I mean, there's another guy yeah. there. I mean, I think it, pitching is here, fun here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can never have enough pitching. Right, we never can. Yeah, at least starting pitching, anyways. And so, what is about, exactly. what about then? Let's stick with pitching, then I'll touch on Machado later. Uh, but I, what about this whole thing of having a reliever pitch the first inning? You've seen the trend with that. I mean, do we do that? I mean, at you're going to see a lot more of it because but, but two Rays assistant coaches good. just became starting coaches in Minnesota and in Toronto. Yeah. So you're going to see tons more of it. It's going to become a thing. I think mm-hmm. it is a thing because then you just you fire off at those guys with the guys that come out like a like a closer mentality in the first I mean, inning. If you think, blow these three guys. I mean, away. here's the thing in in college baseball. Sometimes Tuesday Tuesday and Wednesday day games, that's what they are. They're bullpen games. They're bullpen yeah, games. they throw they throw a guy out there for a couple innings because they're not they're not good enough to be starters to go six innings. Yeah. Wait, think about Zach Britton starting the first inning. Bang. <laughs> but I mean I think you're gonna see I think you're just gonna see more and more of like quality starts are going to go down completely and you're gonna see pitchers going out there pitching three, four innings maybe yeah. at best. So to do you start think a that, game. I think that lowers the price then even more than it did last year of starting pitching? And look at that. It's just I think for not for your elite pitchers. Right. Right. But for your Middling pitchers, it yeah. definitely does mm-hmm. because that's definitely what they're going to be asked to do. Is basically I think go if and you pitch get down one to time your through the fourth and fifth guys. You may want to start doing that, having somebody pitch the first game, first inning, if not, if not the. I mean, the pro- the only problem with all of that is that that puts a lot of pressure. If you if you do it on your fourth day, say, as your fourth starter, you do that as your bullpen day. That puts a lot of pressure on your third and fifth starter to make sure that they have 
good days. Because if either one of them just gets blown up, but then your, you just, your, your bullpen but shot if, if for a few days. If your third guy gets blown up, then you just start the fourth guy. You just start the fourth guy. I mean, you you're starting him anyway, but he's you're having to ask him now to go longer into a game to save your bullpen. Well, a the bit. fourth guy is right, but I'm yeah. saying, but you were already going to throw a bullpen guy in there, so now you now you don't throw the bullpen guy in there because he had to play the last inning. Mm-hmm. So I think that works okay. Now your fifth guy still puts some pressure on your fifth guy, yeah, but it's still your fifth guy. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't start the game either. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so let's. I go. mean, Corbin. I feel you could see anywhere from. A, I think the low ball is five years, hundred million. High ball, six years, 150. That's a lot. I wouldn't go six years for 50. And here's the thing about Corbin. Corbin has, this last year, really, really good. The years before, yeah. kind of yeah. okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I What's think... What's his ERA? That's all that matters to me in his whip. Because I don't care about wins. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what his numbers are, but... Because DeGrom's going to win. They uh, could win the Cy Young with 10 wins. Should win it. He should win he it. Should win. Yeah. And yeah. he should win it. I mean, yeah, wins is not a... I don't think wins should matter, but it kind of does in the old guys, though. The old guys want 20-game 20 20 game winners. They, but, you know, I mean, it's an, impre- it's, it, it's an impressive number, but those are going to come down as well because, once again, you're not going to have pitchers going five innings anymore. So do you change the rule on a win, then? I don't think they're ever going to change. I mean, unless they change... I don't think they will. Okay. I just don't think they will. If it all goes to this and nobody ever pitches five innings and you have all these guys with, like... You get your guys that come in and pitch that that at inning. The pitch well, that's why that's how one, that's how relievers get. I mean, there was a reliever that had like seventeen wins. Yeah, that's yeah. because yeah. it was the Tampa Bay guy. Yes, uh, 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 no, I don't remember what his name was. Yeah, but Snell's, Snell's, long, Snell's a starter. Snell's a yeah, starter. Snell's getting the sign. Yeah. But he was the guy. He was the guy. He basically like usually they had the opener, but then he was the second guy to come in. And when you're doing a bullpen day, it, the second guy. If you don't pitch, if the starter doesn't pitch five innings, the second guy is the guy. He gets if you, if you for the win. Is yeah. in line for the win. He, it doesn't matter how much he pitches. Yeah. He can come in and pitch one inning. So he can, he can pitch one batter. Right. And still get the win. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, All right. So what about, I don't think the Yankees should sign Machado. I don't think we need him. I don't think there's anywhere for him. I mean, unless, unless, they, unless, cheap. unless they decide to move Andrew Harder out to left field, I don't see any reason to. Or move on from Didi. I mean, Didi's only got, what, one year left? Yeah, he's got one year left. So We could do that. But then you got to have Machado play shortstop, and Machado's not a good defensive shortstop. Yeah, but that's I'd where, he, that's where re- he wants to play, though. That's where he wants to play, but... I, yeah, I, I, I bet Cashman could talk him into playing third. If I'm you like, can talk Alex Rodriguez into playing third, you can talk... Well, when you got a Hall of Famer at shortstop, that's pretty easy to sell, but I don't uh, think Didi's a Hall of Famer. Claver's playing short. I'd rather Claver stay a second. Yeah. Well, then who plays short then? Oh, uh, well, I mean, when DD's hurt this next year, Claver is going to play short. Right. But, I mean, once. <laughs> Are you already calling DD getting hurt? He's out. DD's out for half, the half year. a year. Yeah, oh, that's Tommy right. Tommy John, yeah. Tommy John. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. That's why Machado's back I'm in like, the that's, discussion. That's yeah, why yeah. Machado's in the discussion. That's right. But it's I like, completely forgot about do you that. sign Machado? Because here's the I mean, because once DD comes back in, you know, June, July. June at best, June. best, best case scenario. Yeah. June, then Machado has to move to third, and Didi plays the rest of the season at short. I'm like, what do you do? Does Andujar play uh, half a year a, at left I field? Of the year. I think Andujar may be rookie of the year. Andujar is definitely the rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. rookie of the year. Yeah. I'm like, or do you try and trade Andujar? Well, because I heard, I heard this trade option, which. 
is out there. I, I don't know how many people have, but because we all know Arizona's um, kind of fire selling, and it's not even Goldschmidt. So oh, okay. that's that's not where I'm going with this. Right. Um, well, yeah, because Arizona picked up Goldie's option, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, they picked up his option. Yeah, oh, did they? Yeah, okay. yeah. it was like a $14 million option or 20 I mean, it's just a one-year thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, his, he's on his last year of his contract. Right. But no, they have a left fielder named David Peralta, and they have a left-handed pitcher named Robbie Ray. I think if you were to call them years. up and be like, we will give you, you know, Greg Bird, Sonny Gray, Miguel Andujar, I think you could get those two players. That solves your left field issue. Mm-hmm. Because Gardner's, he's a he's Gardner's a because we do not need to resign Gardner. I don't think we do. No, because you can you can play Peralta and Frazier as a combo out in left field. It's a lefty righty um, nice. matchup thing. Mm-hmm. Robbie Ray gives you another left-handed starter, but he's also pitched in the bullpen. So if for some reason we sign Hap and Corbin and another guy, mm-hmm. or he can compete for the fifth job, but he's another left-handed pitcher. Yeah. Fits well in Yankee Stadium. Monty left-handed? Monty's left-handed. Yeah. So he's left-handed. He's coming back too. Yeah. So. But then you get rid of, you know, you've gotten rid of Gray. You've gotten rid of Bird, who we feel like both of them are pretty much toast. Right. In who plays Yankee. first then? Voight. Voight. But, I mean, you could possibly do another trade to get Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt as yeah. well. Or you could just throw a bunch of uh, – because prospects are, is what's going to get Goldschmidt. Right. Yeah. Basically. But Gray and does Justice Sheffield fit in that? Sheffield's going to compete for the fifth starter job, so. along with uh, Herman. And we we, we don't trade one of the Tyler. We don't trade Sheffield. We don't trade Sheffield. No. Sheffield, uh, no. Most likely, it'd be like Florial, Esteban Florial, and yeah. Justice Sheffield are probably our only two untouchable yeah, guys at this point. Yeah. But pretty much, we'd call Arizona up and be like, "We will give you one A guy, one B guy." And two C guys for Schmidt. Hmm. I mean, it's one year of him, but he's going to be definitely an upgrade over. God, we had such a horrible time over anybody base. at first base. So in right field without judging it. So yeah, yeah. And That's then of course, happens. and of course, we're going to have Ellsbury back possibly. Next Woo! Year too, so. Hey man, maybe the old man's ready. Hey, he might pop off for like fifty home runs. Like you never know; he might have another injury. <laughs> Just paying for his insurance you know again. Or just juice him up and see what happens. Who knows? It's like, oh, I didn't know you had a broken leg. I don't have a broken leg. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> exactly. DL, exactly. bitch. Any more questions <laughs> over there, good, Edward? All right. Uh, I know I said last week it was the last trivia question, but mm-hmm. I got one more. Yay. We got so one more. So then maybe this isn't the last one? This is the oh, final, okay. final. <laughs> final countdown. So, the question is, which team was the first team to be awarded a World Series trophy by Major League Baseball? Was it the 67 Cardinals, the 63 Dodgers, the 53 Yankees, or the 69 Mets? Hey. And I went with the 69 Mets as my choice. wonder why. Yankees. 53 Yankees. He's going 53 Yankees. I'm going 69 Mets. Cardinals. Jeremy's going the 67 Cardinals. One of us has to be right or we're all suck. <laughs> and the answer is not the 63 Dodgers. So one of us is right. Yay! Ooh. It's not the 53 Yankees. Damn either. it. I first inkling was the Cardinals. 
It's the 67 Cardinals. <laughs> Jeremy gets the last one. I break the snide. I went with the 69 Mets because that was the first year that they went to the yeah. division series. Yeah. yeah. So I thought maybe maybe they were like, oh, well. You we'll, need a trophy. We need a trophy now since <laughs> we're not just putting our two best teams in. Uh, fun bonus question here for us. If I get How it, do I win? Everything? Yeah. No. Damn it. How many flags were on that trophy? In 1967. So take away the Rockies, the Marlins. Oh, you're going to do, do it that way. <laughs> We're going to be here a minute. Buckle up, guys. Take away the Mets. 67? Mm-hmm. The Mets were still there. Mm-mm. Oh, they weren't. 69 was our first year. Yeah. Oh. Twenty-four. That was the number I went with too. Yeah, that's twenty-two. We're all wrong. Oh. It's <laughs> Twenty. Oh, there was ten teams in each league oh. in '67. The reason they went to the division. The reason they went to the division series is in '69 they had four new teams. Right. So they had twelve in each. 12. So they yeah. had six and six. Okay. Yeah. So that's all of the trivia that I have. Do you have any final jaywalking? No. No? Jaywalking, put it to bed. He's putting it to bed. I really liked the jaywalking ad. I thought that was great. Did it? Yeah. Good. Appreciate it. Well, then, uh, I guess it's that time. It's happy trail. That we have to uh, say goodbye. Uh, I wanted to throw out, because, you know, you've been listening to us for two years. want to give you some other options just to... So you can fill, kind of fill those voids just in case you still want to listen to support. But I'm going to give you some good ones here. Um, if you follow the Thunder, uh, we absolutely recommend Down to Dunk. Yep. Good um, And also Oklahoma City Dream Team. You do have to donate a little bit of money to get those, uh, to get the Dream Team one. Um, but it's an excellent one as well. Uh, it's kind of a sister podcast to Down to Dunk. Um, for OU, um, Sooner Scoop. Um, has uh, Eddie Radosevich. Radosevich on it with uh, a couple of uh, Josh McCuston or something. Yeah, I can't, I can't say his name, uh, but they're entertaining to at least follow on Twitter. So I feel like yeah. their their podcast would be pretty fun to yeah. Eddie's, follow a, good, as well. Eddie's a good follow. Um, for OSU, I got a couple here. Uh, if you like X's and O's, um, one that I really like is called Tape Doesn't Lie. Um, this guy named Adam Lunt. Um, and his partner kind of just run through, um, like, like they're they're into the X's and O's, and so they kind of over like watch the film and kind of tell you what they see, and, and it, and it kind of makes everything kind of make a little bit more sense on what's happening. But if you just want a just a general overall OSU podcast, uh, Pistols Firing podcast is. Yep. Is a great one as well, as long as as well as following their blog at pistolsfiringblog.com. Uh, for the Yankees, I'm a big fan of uh, Bronx, Bronx pinstripes. Bronx pinstripes. Yeah, they're really good. Um, they during the off season they release episodes on Monday. During the season, release Mondays and Thursdays, and kind of cover each series as it's going on. Mondays use an off day. Then, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so they're uh, just two fans, kind of like what we were, but they're covering. Covering just, the yeah. just the Yankees. Yeah, they go to the games and they like all kinds of yeah. like, raffles and you can go with them and 
they have a great time. Yeah. I, I it, think we should try something like that. Absolutely. Uh, for the Broncos, I, I like the Mile High Report. So yeah, follow that one. Uh, for the Steelers, uh, another one from the SB Nation called uh, "Behind the Steelers, uh, Behind the Steel Curtain." Behind the curtain. Um, so if you're a fan of any of those teams, and you want to keep listening to much more knowledgeable outlooks at some of that stuff than us, those are some options for you. Um, <laughs> I know I want to shout out to Ed. Judah and Memo for being our email elite. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they've probably been our biggest supporters as we've gone through this uh, over the last couple of years. Just you know, making sure we have some questions, some fun questions yep. to give us a little bit more content uh, and everything. Uh, I know I want to thank uh, my wife, uh, your wife, because uh, yeah. they every. let us they let us do this every week for, for the last 104 weeks for, in a row. You know, for quite some time, uh, taken away from family time and whatnot. So yeah. uh, we appreciate them as well. Um, you can always find us on Twitter. We're, we're not going anywhere from Twitter. Um, I'm still going to be at Road Crew 1. Jeremy. At Half Divided. And uh, uh, don't email us anymore. Yeah, I'm not going to check that email anymore. Uh, but if you do want to go out there and rate and review, this episode will probably up be up on iTunes for as long as iTunes is up there. So you can listen to this one over and over and over again. But it's going to be the only episode up because once November 1st hits, all of our data will disappear. Uh, But if you like the music, at the beginning and the end of each episode, you can find that at weekboys.bandcamp.com. Weekboys with a Z. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Speaking of shoutouts, I want to thank thank them for giving us the music for the last couple years. A couple friends of mine, they just... I was like, hey, I'm going to use your music. And they were like, cool. And they were like, all right, thanks. Um, we didn't play the jaywalking song. No. Oh, give us kudos. That's by uh, Blue... Green Sky Bluegrass. Green, Green Sky Bluegrass. Uh, they're actually they're going to be at the Jones Assembly uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know if it's sold out or not, but just check that out. Uh, they're, they're a great band. You should yeah, definitely, definitely check them out. Uh, the background music is from the Upbeat Instrumental Work Music on YouTube. And uh, interwebs. Uh, the last song that you've heard, or probably playing as I'm speaking right now, is from uh, Sia. A song called "Breathe Me." So you can find that song um, wherever you find your music at. It's a great song. Just listen to it. It's a sad song, but we thought it was appropriate for what we're talking about right now. Um, got any other words of wisdom? It's been a fun ride, man. It's kind of surreal kind of hard to believe it's been two years exactly almost every week minus what two two i think we've missed three weeks three weeks so it's been fun yeah from one little text to you one day like hey you want to do a podcast (laughs) i mean and the the story behind it is really just we live busy lives and having done this for two basically two years straight yeah it it has just taken its toll and we're yeah. just kind of needing to take a take a step back and kind of reevaluate everything yeah. that we're so you know at some point if we're just kind of like we're missing this yeah maybe we'll come back we might show back up and if we do that's why that's why you need to follow us on twitter because yeah. we'll definitely let you know so um i usually say see you next week that seems disingenuous yeah at this point so no more uh, see yes there is no more C's. So. 
Uh, thank you for joining us uh, for all the fun that we've had over the last 104 weeks. Um, get all teary. Don't, don't get teary. Don't get teary. We appreciate it, guys. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. everything. For the few listeners, whoever listened, whoever listened and took time out of their day just to listen to me and this knucklehead over here just talk out of our asses. Thank you. Thank you. And just know that when Baker doesn't win the Rookie of the Year, I'm still getting my whiskey. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. But it's 10-19. And Texas still sucks. <laughs>